Oh my god, welcome back everybody. How are we doing? We live. <laughs> we live. We live. I think we're uh so I think where we last left off. I know Xanith and Earthen were doing some research. And I think Xanith and Earthen were um in the midst of We were talking to a Gith Yankee. Or we did talk to a Gith Yankee. Yeah, Gith Yankee, uh, not technically a prisoner, but a Gith Yankee guest being yeah. um, uh, being hidden down in the basement of the High Bears, uh, uh, the uh, the High Bears uh, Chapel, or or, or the uh, location of the Helm Chapel over in the Upper Ward, the Religious Ward. Um, offering an opportunity to learn a little bit more about Xanth, apparently. Well, yeah, not well. I don't know if it's much about Xanth as much as about maybe what her journey might entail. Um, the journey of a champion of Helm may have been implied within those visions and those understandings of those different relationships that we're seeing. Um, and I think as well. Spot Puck and Winter taking some time out at the Red Casino, doing mm -hmm. some pilfering, drinking, and some general petty larceny and carousing over at the Red Casino, Red Eye Casino. Such nonchalantness. <laughs> Much more of a opportunity for the for the team to kind of do some research and uh, some R and R, although some unique relaxation for sure. <laughs> But I think Puck had some good uh, uh, good outcomes from it, as well as Winter. A couple things were pilfered, some coins were taken, and some other opportunities. Uh, Spot, were you drinking or were you also gambling? That's the part I don't remember. I think you were gambling with a group of individuals or carousing with a group, aren't you? My memory is a bit fuzzy on this. I think I just got it, though. Um, I was in the casino with them. I was you know, not heavily drinking so much as I was kind of trying to find someone to fuck with basically. You caught on <laughs> you stuff. caught on to the guys that were yeah, the I guy kind of making all the money. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what the, the table was, but I found the hobgoblin I think cheating and decided to ruin his life. Oh yeah, that's right. You found the gambling cheating table. That's yeah. right. 
So I just made my mission to ruin this night. <laughs> I think you succeeded. <laughs> well, I also think from what we learned from the Githyanki, we confirmed some things potentially about the idea of creation and dominion. And that there might have been a link to this Githyanki's information regarding that kind of divergent crossroad that you had come across when you were traveling through the lava wastes and came across the great primordial being that was maintaining the convergence or divergence, depending on your perspective, with creatures kind of coming and going from different places of existence or even possibly different times of existence, depending on your perspective. Mm -hmm. And with that... We learn more about Erebos, not the person, but the place. Yeah, yeah, the Erebos location and what it might mean. I think the one thing that we learned a great deal of out of all this is the Shattered Isle is now taking on a bit more meaning than was intended, while the original goal was to assist in locating heirs to the um, Wanderman Assembly through the initial um, uh, deal struck with the last known family member of the Wanderman Assembly. But through a course of both aiding the Gnomeworks community um, free themselves from the uh, Copper Takers and the Copper Keepers, allowing the Vasselheim um, Council community to kind of establish a bit more stability as well as you've become more ingrained into the organization. Although this is left two last kind of loose ends yet to tie up. One, are the Shadow Isles actually real or are they just the edge of a possible veil of existence? A kind of crossroads for people to drop, drop in and out of travels as we learned more about the individual that was found out in the open sea, um, as well as sightings of creatures and monsters within the open sea in regards to maybe somehow traversing through the veil that seems to en enshroud the Shattered Isles and what those connections might be to a particularly rather large gar gargantuan dragon turtle that uh, Draxelhaven might be implicated in this as well with a community of merfolk that seems to live on their back. And finally, how does all this connect to Helm? And what does this mean from a standpoint of creation dominion? This is left enough kind of concern that Earthen is thinking that one of the best courses of action is to go back to the ruins of a recently destroyed city in the hopes of finding what this final link might be. We also have an opportunity to invoke Winter's elven airship that she was given by the, uh, by the different courts of the Fae and possibly pursue the Shattered Isles in a more direct approach. So the team have some choices. Part of the team wakes up in time to make bail and <laughs> offers uh, them an opportunity to make their way back to 
um, make their way back to the Coral Finger. Spot has seemed to have made some underworld connections with a possible smuggling group as well as a possible group that has recently survived or migrated to the city in hopes of earning some illicit coin. Earthen and Xanath have concluded their research with the Githyanki. Now, I'm time dilating a bit because we took so much time off. I didn't want everyone to kind of struggle with memories and connections <laughs> of where we last left off. Although I'm positive that Earthen's note-taking is more than supportive for, you know, all these efforts. But it is... I'm trying to remember in my notes. How long has it been since you guys had caused the collapse? We of- were at like plus four days. Well, things reach, so the morning of day six, which was five sessions ago. So the morning of day six was five sessions ago um, uh, with the destruction of things reach and the destruction of the fire Titan. I would say we're on the morning of day eight at this point. So we got a long rest? Yes, you can go ahead and put in a long rest. <laughs> I think that means everyone levels up, correct? Um, I think we already leveled up. Oh, yeah, we'd level up the previous. Why would you say that? Why would you tell them that? <laughs> because. Yeah, we like, like, oh, it's fine. Oh, I, I like a challenge. <laughs> I want to get my level 22 backstab ability. <laughs> okay. Ertha, how about, no, about you? I haven't leveled up recently in the last five weeks, so I'll, I'll take it. I think we're level 13, right? Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah, you are. Okay. Level 13. Good but That's Lord. good, because now I got my spells back. Because uh, after fighting that dragon, I had nothing left. <laughs> that was the whole point of us going back, was like, let's just do some research, because... Uh, we got nothing to do. <laughs> and, and, and it was the destruction of that blue dragon that prompted that research as to whether or not this is something that would have been in the area. Um, and after speaking with Caleb and learning more about Jester and Ford doing their own insights and research into the creatures coming and going from within the veil that shrouds the Shattered Isle, there's a bit of other interested parties. Like others are beginning to realize that the Shattered Isles are meant for the purposes of study and understanding that something unusual is actually going on in the vicinity. Um, more importantly, Earthen definitely drew a link to this as he had that conversation with the former Harpers, um, a member of the Harpers from a completely different world and a completely different place of existence. All of this culminating into you know, what is this veil that surrounds the Shattered Isles and whether or not the uh, item or artifact or construct known as the Hands of Fate are still a viable artifact to be found or the discovered information may just be, you know, hearsay or, or perhaps they were in the process of working on such a device. So it's morning... Day eight, eventually Puck, Winter, and Spot come staggering into the Coral Finger. The five of you are back together again in your room. What would you like to do? 
Good night, guys. Sam <laughs> looks really judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked with a guy that was cheating at at, at, uh, at dice. It was great. So much fun. I just show them the loops. <laughs> yeah, winter puck come over like you know how when you're a kid and you carry everything in your t-shirt like like a little little like cotton bag you you put it out on the table because you don't want to put it all back in a box I'm gonna, <laughs> there's I'll, like bracelets and you know little coin purses and just i'll say the hall would have been magic on it just to see if there was anything fun picked up um there one of the bracelets that was picked up is a bracelet of minor illusion. Uh, does not require attunement. It allows you once per day to invoke a minor illusion up to one hour. And then I'll say the one other thing that you thought was pretty interesting, and Puck found this in one of her coin purses that she pilfered off one of the crowded individual uh, areas at the Red Eye Casino. Um, there's some unusual coins inside of it. Um, one particular coin doesn't seem to be of any resource value, but it also shows a slight magic. Uh, it is called a coin of awareness. And once per day, you can invoke the coin, and no matter wherever it is, it will allow you to see everything within 60 feet of radius around the coin for up to an hour. Mm. Unfortunately, the coin of awareness does require attunement. Is it safe to assume it's already attuned to someone right now? Uh, it's possible it could be attuned to someone else right now, or it's possible they didn't know what they had and it just got meddled in with some coins during the gambling den over at the Red Eye Casino. Puck, uh, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to give you this coin, okay? Um, Speaking of coins, I was going to check in with my familiar drag uh, dragon that's still in the in a coin form inside the boats, but then I got drunk. Can <laughs> 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 you take a minute to check in with him, see what's going on? Eventually, he responds to you. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm fine. It's okay. It's all good. Uh, uh, you I, hear anything? Uh, well, um, let's just say uh, Jester and Jester and Ford are real excited to see each other. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, I hope you had a good time. No, no, no. You misunderstand <laughs> my my levity. No, I uh, I'd like to come home now if that's okay with you. These guys seem okay. They use really bad language. They argue a lot. Uh, oh. Um. Yeah. Uh, they okay. seem to be arguing about leaving for the veil tonight. Oh. Hmm. They seem to they uh, they had gotten uh, information about another creature that was recently seen and it had uh, attacked a merchant ship that was on the way here to the port of Nomework. Ah. And they they fought uh, about it, argued about it. Then they kissed a lot and went to bed. So yeah, I'm just going to leave it right there, you know. Not, you know. I mean, I like spying on people, but I, I like to give them their privacy too. It's it's uh, it's a conflict. I yeah, I, you know, I'm just gonna be quiet now. You know? <laughs> okay, 
were you able to hear what kind of creature is it? Did it sound anything like any of the creatures we've seen so far, like the Krakens? No, no. Um, uh, they, uh, well, uh, they constantly refer to it as maybe a demon-like creature that they hadn't seen before. Well, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, if you know, if I wasn't spying on him, I could have probably offered some insight. But you know, I, yeah, I, I mean, you're my, you're my boss, so I didn't want to get you in trouble. Um, but yeah, I'm still on the boat, on the table, <laughs> still just um, sitting here in the little hidey hole, waiting to, you know, go home. You know, I, uh, <laughs> they leave. Um, I don't really want to leave with them. So you know, I'll be back to pick you up very soon. Oh, good. I, I feel better already. Yeah, Caleb's here. The others are gone, but Caleb's here. He's doing. Uh, <laughs> he's his cat's weird, really weird. I yeah no, don't risk being found by that cat. He's giving me weird vibes. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, he's doing some. I think he's doing some studying on some books <laughs> and some maps. They're trying to chart a course out to the Shattered Isles. That seems to be what they're working on right now. Amazing. I'll pick you up very soon, sweetie. It's going to be oh, fine. Okay. <laughs> Good to hear. Uh, oh, shit. Here they come. And it just cuts out. <laughs> I think Caleb was supposed to meet you at the teleportation circle, correct? Yep. Okay. Is that what you guys are planning on doing? Heading over to the, uh, the upper guild levels and meet with Caleb? at the teleportation circles or something else you want to do? Um, I wouldn't mind going, finding a, a weaponsmith just to talk about the, the dragon teeth I grabbed. Just, I okay. had an idea for something. And Puck, do you have armor to collect? I think you have armor to collect, don't you? Don't you have some barding armor that was made for your cat? Yep. Yes, for, yes for I do. Your tiger? And also I had a few questions about my armor. Uh, when we have, when, when we're talking about the other armor, we can uh, go over it a little bit. Okay. Oh yeah, you have that T Rex armor now, don't you? Yeah, you said you built it around another armor that I added, but the properties are different than the ones in my notes. So I just want to go over it to make sure I got the right one. Okay. No worries. Um, so are you guys going to the same individual that you dealt with before um, spot to see if he could do anything with your? Uh, your your dragon's teeth that you harvested from the dragon? Yeah, same guy as before. Just see what uh, if he has. I have an idea, but I don't know if it's worthwhile. I figure he might know where to name. Okay. I'm trying to figure out where I highlighted that. Who was that guy? That He was over in the... Was that Bruna's Forge? That sounds familiar. Uh, right, but... I think that was Bruna's Forge is where you ended up going. Because that's what I have highlighted and I've got it cross-linked with the session from like about four or five sessions ago. Let me just double... I recently... OneNote did something weird recently and I'm going to... I want to double-check that cross-note really quick. It wasn't... Oh, good lord. Lots you of notes, have, huh? Yeah, well, you guys have been busy. Uh-huh. 
Okay, we didn't do it then. We touched everything. <laughs> well, as you guys know where Sibo is, you know that Sibo's on Draxel Grix, yeah. yeah. Or Draxel Grix, sorry, yeah, on Draxel Grix. Yeah. Well, same um, difference, right? Yeah, well, depending on your perspective. Um, where did On's I... better than in. True, true. Because you also learned about Strahd as well yep. before you headed yep. over to meet up with Caleb. That's where uh, Mason's trying to go. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it is. Um, the notes are right. Okay, good. <laughs> I actually linked the right stuff this time. I got to I gotta remember to move this. Hold on, let me move this up so I don't get it lost. So as you head over to Bruno's Forge... For starters, in the morning, um, Spot and Puck heading over there. Uh, Puck, you're going to retrieve your armor for your tiger. Uh, your tiger now has plus one leather barding armor. Ooh. Uh, studded leather barding armor. Uh, what's its current? What's your tiger's current armor class? Should be in your in your notes. And you're on mute too, by the way. Sorry. Um, uh, 12. 12. Okay, it is now 15. Yes. All right. Oh, yeah. So you go ahead and bump that up. Just put a note in there. Um, studded leather barding armor, so you don't have to worry about, um, you know, inventory in there or anything. Just put the note on there as the reason why for its armor class 15. And it's considered light armor, therefore it doesn't really mess with its movement or anything else as well. Okay, I'm gonna be a much more intimidating kitty now. Spot, as you present the dragon's teeth, the Bruno, uh, or Bruna, um, he tells you that with about a week's worth of work and manufacture, he could potentially turn it into a weapon. What size were the teeth? Were they the smaller ones or the bigger ones? You said I got uh, about a dozen smaller teeth and one large fang. Okay. So the one large fang would be the equivalent of a short sword, mm -hmm. and then the smaller teeth would be equi equivalent to daggers. Okay. Now, he could, for a cost, it would take him a week to do the long sword or the short sword, and it would take him about three to five days to do 12 daggers. But using the right resources and because of the nature of the teeth, um, that would allow them to be enchanted if you took them to somebody who was powerful enough to do enchantments. Um, they, he can't do magical weapons himself, but he can do master craft work, which will allow you to take it to a wizard of said skill who could possibly, um, you know, infuse it with enchantments. All right, that's something to think about. But uh, I'm going to post the thing in the uh, in the chat real fast. Um, this isn't necessarily a thing for me because I'm pretty happy with my loadout. Um, it's more kind of if anyone else in the chat might need something, but we'll find out what he comes up with. Um, the other thing I have is I have let me find notes. I have that section of dragon skin. Yes, um, you do. It still needs to be cured and. If you want to put it through the curation process and preserve it, otherwise it'll eventually rot. Yeah, I, I would like to uh, go ahead and 
get that cured. Um, I cannot wear armor, but I figured that the piece I have isn't huge. It's five foot by three foot. Right. But that sounds like something that uh, maybe Pock or some of the smaller people might be able to use. Okay. Uh, Bruna can have it done for you. Um, uh, in fact, it would be uh, 72 gold pieces to have it cured and preserved, and he could have it to you in three days. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a fun cape. Ooh, dragon skin cape. Or have them made into boots. Yeah. Armor does nothing for me because I'm a monk, but yeah. Um, but yeah, if it's if she comes up with a armor item, that could be something for one of the other people. Um, I'm kind of posting a couple of random things in here just for you to look at. But again, of course you are. Because <laughs> this is me being a... Uh, Sorry, an anthropology and history nerd. So <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I like the shark tooth knuckle duster though. That would be yeah. great for Puck. Like I have ideas. T-Rex armor with knuckle dusters with dragon's teeth on them. That would be Ooh, that would be sick. cool. Like take the take the dragon's teeth and make them the the actual knuckle the knuckles device yeah, yeah. on the knuckles. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that would be cool. I would be. <laughs> It would be a mistake for everyone. <laughs> the T-Rex mouth. <laughs> so they shrunk the T-Rex mouth around your neck, so like your oh, armor is just dope. the T-Rex mouth coming around your head. Oh yes. <laughs> you those armor, you're like that's with her. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, this is pretty good. I'm. I'm <laughs> and then you tap your heel, and a and a, a dragon tooth comes out of the tip of your boot. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I I took general studies, so College of Glamour. You know, I had to take a couple of classes there. <laughs> okay. um, just so I can put it, just so I make the adjustments. It was seventy-two yeah. gold to correct. Here, yep. uh, preserve and turn it into a piece of uh, flexible leather that you could use. All right, and I because mean, once again, it's dragon skin, it makes it a master crafted item. And therefore, it can be infused as well. Oh, I see a bird. Hurry, Xanath. It's going to sneak up on you. It saw Dad leave, and it's now all... Fu- it's, it, it, it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, where'd Dad go? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bob! <laughs> Everybody's getting... <laughs> Uh, how fucking funny would that be if she locked herself out? I know I don't want her to be locked out, but how the funny would that rattling. be? <laughs> so and the, the mic's on. We would hear it. <laughs> I was <just> like... <laughs> so, uh, Puck, anything else you want to get at Bruna's place? Uh, I just want to go over... So you told me that... Uh, to add the elven chainmail of the mated, I think, uh, as like a like the as the T Rex armor, uh, that it would have kind of a similar stats. Or um, elven chainmail, and then I think I I might have forgotten to put that back in the system. Actually, I think I was supposed to put that in. Do you have? Did did I give you the link to it already? I don't think I did it via link. I just looked up the name. Uh, I'm just not sure if it's the correct one. 
it was Elven Chainmail of the. Uh, Elven Chainmail of the Mated. It's Mated, just it has a lot of right? disadvantage on like athletics and stealth. I'll have to look that one up. I think I was supposed to edit that one, actually. Send me your notes, and I'll double-check it later. Uh, okay, thanks. Yep. Yeah, send me your notes. Because that was the one we had uh, where he took Elven Chainmail and then took the skin of the um, of the T-Rex, right? It was the dinosaur skin. And yeah. then combined the two to make something that was considered light- so it wouldn't interfere with your ranger stats. Um, yeah, just send, just DM me your your notes. I, I probably meant to put, go in there and build it, and just forgot to. And I was probably going to copy off one of the other ones that I put in there. Oh, uh, okay. I just wanted to make sure because stealth is the main thing going for me right now, and that would be rushed. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, your animal companions are pretty boss too. They're they're pulling Coin a lot of dragons and tigers. I mean, no, they're they're pulling a lot of the weight for sure. <laughs> that, like if if Puck had bells on, it was over. Nothing to offer. Just fully. <laughs> oh, I got some menagerie of animals over there. There's <laughs> <laughs> a cat, dog, and a boy and a boyfriend. <laughs> That was, that was a menagerie there, Zan. It was cat, dog, and a boyfriend all at the same it's, time. It's just been me going back and forth, and <laughs> animals keep getting in, and they want to go out. We, we just kind of assumed that you were going to lock yourself out. Yeah, like when you walked out to get your food, I'm like, oh, that'd be great if she... I wouldn't be great, but it'd be funny if she locked herself out. She's like, ah! <laughs> all right, so, Puck, you've got your armor for your cat spot. Um, has got a some detail about the dragon's teeth. Since Spot and Puck and Winter, we'll say that Winter went with them as well to kind of go check in and pick up uh, Puck's armor for her tiger. Is there anything Earthen and Xanath want to do for the morning before you guys decide to rally up and meet up with Caleb over at the Guilds District? Um, I would go see if that Githyanki may want to come with us. I mean, I know he doesn't like to go out, but uh, he might. maybe he might want to go with us to investigate this. We could resolve that from your last meeting with him. Give me a persuasion check. Right on. And see if he would have been okay with joining you. <laughs> that was a nat 20. Uh, plus 14. So we'll call so it a 34. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he'll meet you at the teleportation circle. He know he knows the location. Right. You said you won't recognize him as he will be using an illusion to mask himself. Okay, would, but he's um, going to mask himself as an elf. Would uh, Andrew be joining us too? Fresh my memory, Andrew. The uh, the what's his last the sergeant? The, the no, um, the Harper guy. Yeah, the, the the Andrew, who's the I think he's a sergeant. Yeah, Sergeant yep. Andrew Carzon of the Harbors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's actually responsible for the security of the guilds district. So by default, he'll be there as well. Um, I think 
have you guys actually gotten you've gotten into the room right we just have to rebuild the teleportation circle yeah the teleportation circle was kind of it was still active but i didn't have the spell or that's right caleb's gonna caleb was the one that was gonna do that Uh okay so what happens when you take almost three weeks off Hey, you know, I got the joy of having a dog that barely barks now. So, like, she'll, she'll, when she barks, it's so odd that it startles everybody because she doesn't bark. He's like, he's a little tough guy. So, anytime he hears noise in the hallway, he's like, I'm going to take care of this. (laughs) And then you hear squeal, squeal, squeal. (laughs) It almost says, like, hey, mom, get me a ladder so I can take care of this. Yeah. Is his name Scrappy? Like Scrappy-Doo? Oh, no. He does have a little bit of a Scrappy-Doo vibe, doesn't he? His name is Doc. Now okay. you're, oh, that's a great name. Now you're dipping in some serious past culture there, Kurt. You know? <laughs> so, anything, Zanith, you wanted to get done this morning before you guys rally at the teleportation circle? No, I think I'm, uh, I think Xanth is ready to roll. Okay. So with that, uh, Spot, before we leave Bruna's, anything you want to resolve with the dragon's teeth or you just wanted to get the insight? I'll just let him craft, or her rather, craft whatever weapon she thinks fit. Um, again, okay. if Puck wants to get some insight, if she liked that idea I had for the uh, like the Marlin Spike brass knuckle thing I, I posted there, I said, just whatever she comes up with, I'm sure it'll be good. Well, that will be a down payment of 10% of the cost of materials. Uh, uh, you wouldn't happen to have 842 gold on you, would you, please? Okay, that's fine. Oh, very well. Um, I'll take that. Uh, just come and see me in the next couple of days. See what I can assemble for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine, like, he puts it all out like a big thing of pennies, like... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I also imagine that's the reaction that that Get Yankee gave to a 34 Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. Okay. I'll meet you there. <laughs> so by afternoon, the five of you rally up um, over at uh, the Guilds District, and sure enough, you track down Carson. Uh, Carson then uh, takes you um, in the direction of the room that the teleportation circle is discovered in. Um, During the journey, he kind of brings you up to date that Caleb's been there for about an hour, uh, repairing and trying to get the teleportation circle working again. So by the time the five of you arrive with Karzan kind of leading the way, you're back inside that kind of semi-abandoned Guildsmaster room where it seemed to have a dual function, both uh, storage and evidently this teleportation circle um, seemed to... Uh, and there's Caleb diligently retracing the runes and, and the objects and using some of his material components. You can hear him mumbling himself as he's kind of like going through the ceremonial process of uh, reestablishing, uh, you know, the ability of this teleportation circle to work. So that by the time he notices your arrival, he kind of gets up and goes, ah, it's good, I... I have um, reconnected everything together. 
Um, it been, uh, it, it, the other circle is still active. Um, I was able to duplicate the componentry and the materials uh, to connect the two. Uh, it took some doing. A good amount of destruction was done. Um, so, uh, whenever you're ready, I can activate the circle for you. Uh, I, our elf, elf friend is with us too. Yeah, he's there. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, there's no telling what we're going to see on the other end here, so we might just be ready just in case. I mean, the last time we were there, um, first there was a giant fire guy, and then he exploded, and we all almost died. So, did the gift Yankee ever give you his name? No. Okay. I don't think he did, right? No, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as you point towards the elf, he gives his name to Karzan as Elmspur. Um, whether or not that's his real name or not, at least you have a reference now. Okay. Are, are we ready to do this? Um, Caleb goes, um, is it, I, I would prefer to stay here in case something were to go wrong with the teleportation circle. I can maintain its connection. Um, who's all intended to go then? Will we be able to get back without you? You should be able to. I will keep the the, the circle active. Um, this is a very unusual circle. Once you're there, you'll have an hour. Um, if you if you cannot get it done within that hour, then you'll have to wait till the following morning to come back. It's the only way the circle works. Almost like feels more like a gate than a teleportation circle. <laughs> We're going to find out when we get there. That's for sure. Um, hmm. Okay, well. Um, El Elmspur, you said? Uh, uh, Elmspur, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you would come with us, please. Um, of course. I'm yeah. eager as much as you are to learn more about our conversation the previous day. I hope that this location will have the final answers we'll need. Um, and you, you notice that he does spend an inordinate amount of time like looking at Xanath with a bit of kind of like both kind of confusion and anticipation at the same time. Like not completely sure as to why those visions were what they were, um, but maybe this will help better understand what to expect. Karzan goes, uh, did you want me to come with you as well? Uh, I, th I think you need to see this as well. I mean, given that you're not from around here, if there's anything that's not from around here that's there, you know, we wouldn't recognize it as being foreign, I think. And, and this is supposed to take us into the ruins of Thane's Reach, correct? This is... The crater that's left there, yes. Okay. And we're sure something's there? The circle was still active on the other side. Huh. That's what that's kind of he puts his long sword, you know, in its scabbard and just all right. Not really much for spell travel ever, you know, but uh, I guess I could do this. I mean, you might get the long sword out. We don't know what's on the other side. I, I'm going to be ready. Yeah. 
I doubt there's anything left there. That's place is pretty well ruined. Why was the teleportation circle still active, though? Well, technically, it wouldn't have mattered unless Caleb came along and fixed this one, right? But that place exploded. Why would it still be intact? Well, I mean, would all of it really explode? I don't know. Maybe it's a hidden way chamber. I mean, okay, look. Xanth, you can, while we're traveling, you can tell him all the mysteries of how we all died and you didn't. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't think we should, you know, talk about death. I, I mean, let's, you know, let's not be so grim. It, it could be that there's a giant treasure trove waiting for us to find it, too. I mean... Exactly. So, you're, 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 you're kind of a downer for a bard. <laughs> he just kind of... I, I can't help the paranoia, man. <laughs> he just kind of smiles awkwardly at you, and you watch as Caleb laughs a little bit and kind of brings his hands together. There's a cracking pulse of ozone and arcane energy as the gateway begins to swirl. The teleportation circle arcs up and you watch as a six foot tall, three foot wide kind of opening come into existence. Remember, you only have an hour, so be be quick. Don't linger. Got that spot? (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. And one by one. It's always weird traveling in magical means. There's always this sense of awareness of it, but sometimes a sense of not truly understanding how things work. But within a few moments, All of you are standing in the middle of a round chamber. Behind you, the pulsing opposite side of the gateway. The round chamber looks to be about 60 feet in diameter. And for the most part, it appears to be empty with the exception of a single iron door on the north wall or the north portion of the chamber, because it is round. Um, You can see that this feels like a chamber kind of dedicated to teleportation, but there doesn't seem to be any damage here either. The walls look sound, the door is shut, um, and you hear like that mental telepathic note kind of echo out from Caleb, reminding you that you have an hour. I'm going to detect magic as soon as we get in there. Okay. Because Uh I remember when we were there before, like, there was magic everywhere. But it was, like, in the air everywhere. Right, right. Other than the gateway behind you, circling the room, uh, give me investigation, if you would, please. All right. Rolling good today. That's uh, 24. Uh, 26. Sorry, I forgot my... Oh, no. I got more proficiency bonus. 27. I was going to say that level 13, I think your proficiency is higher now, right? Yeah, I got plus five proficiency yeah. bonus, but I, I had half, so. Okay. Um, as you guys watch Earthen begin to circle the chamber and 
watch him invoke and incant detect magic on the periphery of the chamber. Anybody else want to do anything? Uh, I'll cast the invisibility to see if there's anything we're missing in the room. <laughs> um, the moment that you cast see invisibility, you watch as in the upper right-hand portion of the chamber is a single floating magical room is floating up above. Earth, and you arrive underneath it, and what Xanath sees, you confirm as you detect a magical rune, and it appears to control the door. You have to invoke a command, and it looks like the door will open. What do you see on that? that I, I hear the, there's something up there. I see a, it looks like a floating rune related to the door. Can uh, you read it? No. Can I scramble up to the uh, to the door? Yeah, you can head on over to the door. Okay, I'm gonna like <laughs> very gingerly like pull out a, a sheet of parchment and try to make a rubbing of the uh, the, the the room for them. Well, the rune's not corporeal; yeah. it's actually oh, okay. floating midair, and saying. it's almost like somebody's written in like kind of like a, a an electrical neon magical reference of a rune and it, it seems to be some kind of magical device or magical writing that seems to be connected to the door. Okay. I misunderstood that part. Um, no worries. Can you, Zanth, can you, can you write it down somewhere? Can you like draw it? Yeah. I'll, draw, uh, draw what you see? I'll like uh, draw it on the floor with some chalk or something. Puck, you're a gnome, right? As you draw it with Chuck, Chuck, Puck, you immediately recognize the arcanic gnomish rune for open. If you say the word open in gnomish, it should cause that door to open. Uh, I say open in gnomish. Because, so from your vantage point, Zenith, the rune winks out. You then hear a kind of like a creaking noise as the iron door kind of... Swings outward, and you're now at the top of a very, very, very deep and dark stairwell that goes down, and it is pitch black down below. And it looks like to be a spiraling staircase. It's very tightly wound and corkscrews straight down into the darkness. Hmm. Huh. Uh. Well, I'm gonna look back at at uh, Elmspur and Andrew and Curzon. Uh, hey, so you guys have anything to help you move? Um, this guy runs on walls. She can fly in the dark. I can fly. You guys got anything? Uh, Curzon goes. I, I'm quiet. And I can hit really hard. Um, Elmsburg goes, I felt, hopefully this will help everybody. <laughs> Brings his hands together. Um, everybody now has true sight. Whoa. Ooh. Nice. Can last an hour and I have to concentrate on it, but okay. I can at least help us find our way down. Sure. Carson's um, like, holy shit, this is cool. 
Yeah, I I couldn't see in the dark before now either. <laughs> wow. So uh, let's line up for heading down the stairs. Who's taking the lead? Actually, before we go down, I want to take. Uh, I've got a. I've got a lamp. Um, like a small lamp. I'm just gonna drop it, like light something and drop it down the staircase, just to see if we got a an idea of how far down it goes. You hear it banging off the rails and the the steps, and it shatters. Feels like a Minds of Moria situation. Yeah, and like, and then finally you hear like this very dull. And you can see this little tiny light about 120, 150 feet down. Well, it's not that far. We All can right. make that. So, I'm gonna kind of look at Earthen uh, and kind of be like, you know, I'm going to, I'm a lot faster than most of you guys. I'm going to scramble along the walls and just kind of see if I run into anything. Oh, and sneaky. I, I couldn't hear your thing. I say, yeah, Scout ahead, sure. I mean, Xanth and I can fly down. Okay. So that's and my mark. There are stairs, right? Yeah, they're yeah. just very tight, wound stairs. There's yeah. not really walls or anything. It's it's kind of like, I don't know if everyone's ever been in it, but if you've ever gone to like Disneyland to the Sleeping Beauty Tower, or if you've ever been in this, like a really old home that has those really tight stairwells that that kind of go from the first floor to the second floor. I mean, it, it looks just like that. And there's not really access to the wall. That's why when the earth had dropped the lantern, it kind of just tumbled down the stairs. Okay. I think it, was it hit the tight. bottom. We only have an hour. It's a long way down. All right. Okay, well... I'm going to start sprinting down then. Okay. So a spot in the lead heading downwards. Um, Earthen, Xanath in the middle. Puck back with Elmspur. Your tiger's with you, right, Puck? It's just your coin dragon that's on the ship. Okay. Takes about five or ten minutes to get down there. Spot, you sprint down. Well, you can hear the others coming down behind you. When you get to the bottom of the landing, there's the shattered lantern that Earthen had dropped down, the small bit of candle that's still lit, giving off some light. Um, you're on a 20-foot radius landing with a door that's partially open. Um, and it's partially open inward away from you. There's a smell of rot, like the smell of decaying bodies kind of emanating from the other side. You said it's partially open. Is it open enough for me to kind of poke my head in? Yeah, you kind of give me a perception or investigation as you poke your head and just kind of look around inside the room. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's only a 12. 12. As you look in, um, it looks like a large laboratory of some sort. <laughs> you can see these. Um, maybe about six of them, and they kind of glow with a bit of red and orange, uh, almost like glass chambers. And you can see something floating in them. They're maybe about six feet tall, three feet around. You see lots of workbenches and lab tables. Um, you can see hanging chains in the background. It feels like you're looking into a laboratory. How far behind are the other guys? Are they fairly close behind? 
Um, I was flying down, so rather than taking the stairs. Okay. So I'd say within a few moments, everybody catches up with you. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to try to sneak inside, you know, as quietly as possible and just rely on my uh, my true sight and whatever to avoid stuff. And just kind of, you know, motion it like stay back a little bit. Okay. So with everybody else showing up, you all see the same thing that Spot just saw. Do we see any bodies or is it empty from what we can see from the door? Um, if you push open the door more and, and, and get into the entrance, you can make an investigation or perception as well. I'm going to cast Minor Illusion and just have like the illusion of something walking out into the middle of the room to see if there's a reaction with anything. Okay. Um, you cast it. You watch as the illusion walks out. The glow of the illusion and your true sight kind of revealing a little bit more, but not much more because it's pretty dark in there. And it's just, it feels, other than that sweet, decaying smell of flesh, um, nothing seems to respond to the illusion. Like Puck and I both reacted to sweet, I think. <laughs> sweet decay. <laughs> well, it does. It has, unfortunately, it has that like sweet, fermented kind of smell. <laughs> Um, so I think Puck can use, like, the artifact, artificer's lore, um, uh, traits, mm -hmm. um, to check maybe on, uh, the laboratory, since it says, add twice your proficiency bonus to history checks related to magic items, alchemical objects, or technological devices. Go for it. Okay, nice. my history... <laughs> My history isn't great, but... Oh, actually, it makes it a plus eight. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> definitely, that bonus definitely makes it With the proficiency different. bonus, sure. Oh, shoot. Okay, that's going to be 25. Yeah. Um, as you guys watch Puck kind of open the door a little bit more and step in near the entrance, um, uh, Punch kind of seems to sniff at the air as if to kind of like examine right alongside you, Puck, is to step into the opening. This is a... For you, in your travels, this is a golem fabrication lab. And as you look at the tall glass chambers and the way the, the, the tables and laboratories set out, somebody has been constructing golems here. I hate that. We're talking like um, flesh golems or like... Uh... It's hard to know without doing a deeper investigation into the room, but it definitely feels like a golem fabrication. There's probably the remains of people or creatures inside the glass vaults. Um, I'd say all of you kind of like coming into the beginning of the laboratory, looking all the way across the laboratory, you can see two open hallways on the other side of the laboratory, there's an open hallway to to the right of the far room or the far wall. So it's like a a single wall with two hallway entrances, but you'd have to traverse the entire laboratory that looks to be about 100 feet long to get to it. Um, I would also say with that result, Puck, you would know that one of these tables 
would be the primary infusion and engineering table that would be used in this process. And that might have all the info that you need. Can I, with that information, would I be able to know if golems count as aberrations or undead or any of those things? You know they count as constructs. Constructs. Let me see if I can maybe... No, sadly, I won't be able to detect them. Um, is there anything relating to them that I might be able to try and detect? Um, like- if the wizard or artificer that was responsible for this laboratory, sometimes the source of the organic material could be like. If he hasn't built anything yet, the source of the organic material or humanoid material might be detectable. No, I don't think it falls under any of my abilities. Okay. Yeah, I'll just, I'll very carefully try to walk towards the main table. Okay. And just be very, very careful with where I step. With that, uh, Karzan kind of heads in and c- works with Winter oh, do that. to kind of go on the other side of the room to keep an eye on the two hallways. Elmspur walks over to one of the glass containers, begins to examine that one. You guys watch as Puck goes over to one of the larger engineering laboratory tables that, and she seems to be looking through some notes and books. Uh, Puck, give me investigation with advantage since you have some history with this. Uh, Earth and Xanath and Spot. What do the three of you want to do? And I'm going to go towards one of the hallways. Okay. Uh, I'd just like to uh, continue investigating just see if I notice anything that, uh, that Puck doesn't. Just... Okay. Give me an investigation check as you examine the room a little bit closer. Uh, 11. Okay. Xanath? I think I'm, because of the smell, I'm walking around for, like, just looking for anything that looks like a body that I might be able to talk to. Okay. Uh, give me perceptions, Aneth, as you begin to try to pick up on where the smell is coming from. Okay. The most perceptive of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's uh, 15. That's still pretty good. Pac, what did you get for your investigation? Uh, 20. 20? So, Puck, as you watch the others all kind of spread out and start examining the laboratory, um, Earthen, uh, Karazan, and Winter all heading towards the other two hallways, the table you look, you're, you're kind of like examining, is very much littered with notes, open journals, schematics. Um, the main schematic that you look at is a large mechanical hand and there seems to be a a lot of notes about the organic material um, in regards to a cloud giant Um, and you're kind of like reading through the notes you look over where Xanath and Elmsper are looking at one of the cylindrical uh, one of the six cylindrical glass containers there are 
body parts related to the cloud giant preserved in those glass containers. As you finish reading the schematic, they were attempting to build a massive organic mechanical hand is what it feels like they were trying to build. Oof. Okay. I tell everyone what I found and I suggest that we burn this place and destroy everything they've been trying to build on the off chance that they'll come back for it. And also I would like to bring up back the undead T-Rex that was uh, a bunch (laughs) of zombie parts sewn together and the other stuff that I saw when I was killed that were very similar and I do not like. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Puck slips into a trauma effect. Um, Zenith, as you overhear all this, you and Elmspur are near one of the glass containments, and to Puck's credit, inside this six-foot-tall, three-foot-diameter glass containment is a rotting index finger of a giant. Do we think that this is work for construction of the hand of fate? I don't know of any other hand we've looked at outside of there was a giant hand statue thing that we uh, saw way back when by the Obsidian Gate. I don't even remember that. Yeah, the hand of the earth. Huge giant hand statue coming out of the ground, yeah. Like they were excavating it, right? Or like it was coming out of the ground. So has this thing not even been created? There are giant fingers in these tubes. Ugh. Or is it already created and they're making another one? Uh, I'm going to probe deeper down this hallway just to see if there's anything else down here. Which one, the right or the left? Uh, there's two of them. Uh, yep. All <laughs> <So>, uh, right. <laughs> okay. So, then you start going down the right hallway. Roll the dice. I was like, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> still has a lot of uh, the sulfuric explosion. Um, but I would like to... I would like the stealth going down the hallway, though. Okay, give me a stealth check as you yep. start going down. Go ahead, Puck. No, let's give me advantage. Oh, sorry. No, Puck hates this. This stands against everything she believes in. This fucking sucks. Puck's gonna take all of the like leftover explosive. I'm gonna see how much I have um, powder and just fucking spray it all over the place, getting ready to burn it. Hey, wait, that rune okay, that, okay, that okay, okay. powder stuff we have blows up really big. It enhances <laughs> magical shit. Oh. Wait, does it? Isn't it just... It enhances magical shit somehow. You're talking about the, the residuum? Yeah. Uh, not the residuum, but the other... There was the other stuff she found. The sulfuric powder from way back when we were fighting the lizard people. Yep. Oh, yeah. You still have some of that. It'd definitely be an accelerant. Uh, looking around the place, it, like if you take five, ten minutes to like empty all the chemical vats and kind of disturb all the papers and everything and all the kind of desiccated and dried out organic material. I mean, once all that's turned over and spread out and then you put some of that sulfuric accelerant on it, it wouldn't take much to send this place up. Yes. Keep keep the keep some of the papers. I'll I'll take the notebook. I mean, I don't think I don't think everybody that was involved with this was completely captured, right? I mean, 
uh, Karzan hears you say that and goes, uh, my understanding is the entire um, uh, community of the different guilds were put into incarceration. The only ones were the original leaders that died in Thane's Reach uh, with the destruction of the city. And we know that for a fact. Um, oh, one of the more powerful gnomish wizards attempted to scry on them, and there was no connection. So they're not on the physical plane anymore. Whether or not they went to another plane, don't know, but they're definitely oh. not on our plane. Just in case, I mean, I think we need to keep at least one something out of this. We can keep any papers you guys want. I'll keep this notebook where I know it's safe with us. But I don't want these people completing whatever it is they're making, and I think we can agree that this is uh, supremely fucked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, you, you hear Elmsper, oh, hands of fate are typically devices enshrouded in mechanical contraptions and artifacts of great power. These things... Did you just say hands of fate? There's more than one of these? Well, yes. Um, a, a hand or hands of fate are these artifacts that are, uh, that exist through different planes of existence. Some have said that once you're on possession of all five of them, you would have the ability to connect them and traverse different areas and different planes of existence. However, most of that's been lost to the past if they truly had one, it would take a great deal of, of ability and magics to locate the others, assuming you could even locate the others. Can I roll insight against his mm -hmm. uh, answer there? Yeah. Not great. Uh, oh, okay. I have a plus 11 insight, though, so that's a 23. Yeah, I mean... It's more, I, I try to see if he's if it's like... If it's knowledge of like he's, he's trying he's to, he's speculative. He's he's okay. speculating. He's not certain by any stretch of the imagination. You can hear it in his voice, but he is definitely mesmerized by these, you know, these five vats that are in here. They're filled with some kind of magical chemical. There's, uh, there are you know four decomposing fingers. There's a decomposing thumb, um, and there seems to be like a, a large mass of decomposing tissue and skin in the sixth one. Um, so it seems like whatever they were trying to make or manipulate here, they've collected a great deal of organic matter. And according to Puck's notes, they've harvested the remains of a cloud giant. So I was trying to imagine if he was, if it was like a, so it's speculation, not an excitement kind of thing. Like you know, yeah, he's speculating. This is like, what I'm looking for. It's a, uh, it's a. Uh, hmm. Yeah, this is kind of like the, this is kind of like the professor discovering something interesting and beginning to speculate on the information. Okay, we've been double crossed a few times, so I'm starting to think I need to pay more attention to how people react. Fair. <laughs> we have been double crossed a few times. A few. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm just curious. Uh, I, I think you know Spot's kind of noticed how traumatizing this is for, for Puck. Uh, can I kind of take a look and see which, if I think any of the uh, golems and the, the tubes are kind of near completion or uh, you know, just further along than others? 
Yeah, you can give me an insight check or an arcana check, your choice. You said insight or arcana? Yeah, either or, your choice. Ooh, nat 20 plus 9. Nice. So with that 29, even though your investigation didn't really turn up much detail, you definitely could confirm based on Puck's insight. This is definitely a laboratory of some sort. It's definitely designed and built in a way to construct golems. But what's weird is that what's in these vats, these tubes, are like large, single organic pieces related to a cloud giant's hand. It's almost like they were constructing... It, it almost terrifies you to, to, to think about it, Spot. But you think they might be constructing a... Cloud Giant Gollum. That's not good. So, uh, does anything in here kind of lead me to believe that they were successful, or uh, is it? Um, looking around, you begin to realize that the chains hanging above were designed to lower things into the vat, but all the other chains above you are empty. But you do have the two other hallways, and maybe if you're going to look for evidence of success, there might be body parts spread throughout these chambers. The place is almost built like a little factory to a certain degree. Like, they've been working on this, I mean, just alone. Like Puck finishes, like, spreading the accelerant everywhere, but she maintains a, a notebook and a couple of the schematics for purposes of reference. Um, and based on that information that she found, they've been down here working a long time. The only problem is you don't really know where down here is. You know that it's <clears throat> connected to things reach, but the fact that you're not seeing any damage tells you this is either very deep in the strata of the original things reach. It's definitely not city proper, so it's probably in the subterranean regions, even below the area that you guys originally were involved with Thane's Reach. It's the only explanation, really, for why this place is still in existence and not destroyed. I'm deaf to torch this place, but let's comb everything we can first. Should we check out two hallways? That's what I was going to do. Just kind of tap Puck on the shoulder and kind of motion, you know, motion towards the chains and kind of point to, in the direction I'm going to run off and, and investigate. So with Winter and Karzan kind of like on Overwatch, Earthen, you go down the right one, mm-hmm. leaving the left one unexplored for now. As you let everyone know, you head down the right hallway. It's only about... 25 on that stealth, by the way. Okay. It's four feet across, uh, six feet tall. Um, it's carved out of rock. Like they could tell that they excavated the rock. And that's when you begin to realize that this is probably pretty deep underneath Old Thane's Reach where it was. Um, you end up, within about 40 feet, you end up into another open chamber. In this chamber, you can see a section of leg and foot of the cloud giant that's being worked on. You then see that this opens up into a broader expanse of the chamber. And to your left, 
you eventually see a spot come out the other hallways. Both hallways seem to enter into this massive assembly area. And everywhere you look are parts of the remains of a cloud giant that are being fabricated and altered. Head, like you see the head leaning up against something. See an arm, another completed hand, a leg, a torso. And it takes up about a you know, 10,000 square foot area of the chamber. But the chamber's also very well lit. And you can hear, Earthen, somebody nattering from the other side of the chamber because the echo is coming off the walls like they're talking to themselves. And, And you can hear this, I don't know why they think this is going to work. I've been working on this for so long. And where are they anyways? They were supposed to give me some insight as to what to do next. And I haven't seen them in almost a week or more. Tired of waiting for them. So I'm going to fly over that to, to avoid making more noise. I'm going to fly okay. over towards that sound. Okay. As you fly up and over this assemblage of partial... Not rotted and decaying like they were back in the vats that you saw, but they're a blend of the organic material, metallurgy, and you can see small barrels. Like your passive is good enough. You can still, like see small wooden barrels with a familiar organization name on it. Try to remember where I put them. Where'd I put them? Where the Thunder Shroud. Oh boy, those guys. The Thunder Shroud Guild. And you recognize the barrels. They're very similar to what you found residuum in. On that ship. On that shipwreck. And as you course over this, you begin to realize that there's also stacks of adamantine, uh, mithril and other rare ores stacked up in different areas. You can also see cold smelters and cold forges around. You can see uh, a lot of parts um, in different stacks and in different areas. And as you fly over to the other side, hunched over a metal table, this very long iron table, it's maybe about 15 feet long, three feet wide, um, and it's got a partial remains of a foot splayed across the entirety of the table. And you can see this small, wizened gnome, kind of just, hes he, he looks odd. There's a tank or something on his back. And you can see little puffs of steam, like puffing out. He's wearing some headgear. And that's when you notice extensions on his arms. You can see metal extensions on his arms and hands. You can see that the table itself is roughly five feet tall. And that's when you see the metal extensions on his legs. And he kind of pivots away from the table. And he's got this weird mask, leather mask, covering his face. And there's like puffs of steam coming off the tank that he's breathing through. But you can also hear him nattering to himself as he stilts away from the table over to a box that he kind of opens up and he reaches in and pulls out like um, a a strange kind of like 
amalgamation of metal and he carries it back over and sets it on the table and he watches different instruments begin to pop out of his out of his like metal extenders and he's like well this one's proving to be a lot more difficult than the other one but i think i can do this um and he's now going back to working on the foot uh i'm gonna try to mimic his voice and say like with uh with illusion say what can you do <laughs> Hello? Who are you calling to? It's just us. Who's us? And why aren't you speaking in Gnomish? Because Who are you? I'm distracted. Oh. Well. If you are. I, you should just come out already. I'm working on this final assemblage to to add to the gantry down in the assembly chamber. Once this is done, we can start the magical uh, uh, necessities of putting the the beastie together. Were you successful in bringing the rest of the res the residuum that the shroud was supposed to deliver? On its way down. Oh. Well, that's good. Um, I don't know why you're talking to me in this, this strange way, but, uh, <laughs> uh, if this is what you want to do, I guess it doesn't matter to me any. Um, anyways, uh, do you also have the rest of the assemblage that we talked about as well? I need more mithril. I definitely need more of the Admontanium to do the final assemblage of the spine. Hey, oh, Earth, before you start, um, can the spot kind of go up to Earth and just be like, Earth, back holding now. Earthen's nowhere near you. Earthen has flown over and gone all the way to the other side of the assembly room, just as you came out of the left hallway. So you see everything that Earthen sees. But you're not really sure who's talking to who at this point. Okay, I misunderstood. Apologies. No worries. Something happened in the port. Boat couldn't arrive. Not unloaded. But I haven't seen you for over a week. Has things changed? Are we still building this thing? I told you, something happened in the port. I've been preoccupied. Um, give me performance for starters, with advantage because you're using the illusion effect. Glad that was advantage. That was a, a rolled nineteen <laughs> plus nine, so that's a thirty-one after my after my proficiency bonus. Okay. Um, now, um, now give me deception as well. Okay. The DC got lowered because of your um, because of your performance. Okay. Advantage as well or no? Um. No. No. Okay. This is more pure deception. Sure. 
<laughs> uh, I'm going to burn a lucky point on that one. Okay. That's better. All right. Deception. That's a 32 with my addition. <laughs> well, I understand your intent, Grimfall, but did, uh, uh, did Brimford and Kandor find the last piece that we needed? They were supposed to bring me the brain four days ago. It's on the way. Wagons got stopped coming into the city. Oh, interesting. Very well. Leave me to my work. Just bring me the assemblages and the parts when they get here. The rest of that residuum is vitally important for finishing this beastie. Um, I'll begin to activate the drones in order to uh, take this piece down below in the next hour or so. No rush. As I said, waiting on the brains. brains. Why not take a break? I only need one. I don't need more than one. What are you talking about, Brim, for? Brain, brains, it's pieces of the whole. The brain <laughs> is coming. Take a break, recover. You'll no. need, you'll be needed later. No time for breaks. Must finish. Must finish this before long. You can't finish without the brain. Take a break. That's very unusual. Normally, you tell me to continue my work until I fall asleep. Where are you? Step out so I can see you. And you watch as he pushes away from the metal table and you can just, he's roughly, the gnome is old. You can see that they're mostly covered in devices that either extend their reach or their height. You can see that they seem to be encased inside some kind of leather apparatus that's attached to this like eco suit, this like exo suit that he's built. So that his arms can be longer and his legs longer, but they are substituted with like metal constructs. And so this six foot tall creature steps away. You watch as he pulls his mask away. You can see rotted skin and blistering lips and like crooked yellow teeth with his goggles on. And one of the one of the lenses kind of corkscrews out, almost like it's trying to focus and look around. Why the septifuge? Why would you step out and? Speak with me. Where are you? What is going on? I'm not going to answer anymore. Okay. And uh, I'm going to try and maneuver, um, maneuver towards the wall around the table. Like, like, is it a square room or a round room? I don't remember. There's no walls. Or no, it, okay. It's just this vast, Sorry. like, it's this is like vast chamber filled with all these giant parts in various states of construct. Um, okay, so I assume I was flying kind of are, up and over him. And I'm yeah, trying I mean, to... it, there's plenty of room in the cavernous of the of, of the ceiling space because like you look up and you can't even see the ceiling yet. It's it's so large. But you do hear like a whirring sound, like a winding sound coming from the other side of where he is. So as you begin to course upward in the shadows to try to find 
a way to get to the other side of where he is, that's when you see these metal contraptions kind of, they're four feet tall with strange metal wings on their body. They have metal appendages, but square bodies and kind of like square faces as well. Um, and they seem to be taking things over to a large elevator platform. And from your perspective, looking at that angle, you could see the top of an open head at the top of the elevator shaft alongside this huge elevator platform. You could also see sparks of arcane light kind of puffing. It's almost like they're currently working on this large head that's partially exposed alongside this huge elevator platform. So, Arthur, while you're doing that, Spot, you come out of the left hallway. And you can now see this vast, exposed chamber filled with all these different parts. Uh, Xanath and Puck, you are going to go through the hallways as well or do something else? Uh, yeah, I'll follow behind, trying not to mess it up for other people by being too loud. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, at this point, noise doesn't seem to really be a problem. The vastness of the of the space seems to almost like absorb noise to a certain extent. Until the two of you with um, uh, with the uh, Githyanki, who looks like an elf currently, um, Elmspur, kind of, you guys kind of arrive not too far behind Spot. And Spot is just like, looking around at this vast chamber filled with these unassembled parts of the cloud giant. And you can hear in the background this back and forth of a gnomish conversation, but it's in common. Like, Puck, you pick up on the, the dialect and the inflection of the voice. Um, you guys get the feeling that Earthen's got something going on on the other side of the chamber. And then before long, you no longer hear the voices going back and forth. Just a distinct elderly gnomish voice. Where are you? Come out and speak with me. What's this? What's this the meaning of this? But you don't see him. And you're not sure where he is. It sounds feel it. It feels like he's way over on the other side of the chamber, but beyond all these different unassembled cloud giant body parts that are strewn across the chamber. Puck just keeps spreading this fucking explosive <laughs> everywhere. Yep, this chamber's got to go too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I hate this, and I'm also <laughs> hiding behind Xanath. <laughs> Reactions. Have I noticed the uh, the stuff on the table, like the adamantine and mithril and stuff like that? Oh yeah, the 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 amount of supply here, including the barrels with the thunder shroud emblem on it which you immediately recognized because it was the same barrels that you took off the um, shipwreck um, with the marking of the Thunder Shroud and then the residuum marking. Yep. There's at least two dozen other barrels here with residuum. Um, there's probably at least another 100 pounds. There's at least six large stacks of ingots of mithril and adamantine kind of straced, like placed strategically throughout um, the space. Um, and you could begin to see where the preserved, like there's this large preserved arm 
on like hanging with chains wrapped around the you know the arm is about 25 feet long maybe about five feet in diameter with chains holding it up in the air by about two feet you can see where the desiccated organic material of the arm has been mostly kind of like stripped away and the metal workings of the of the of the of the metal supply that they have here kind of replacing sinew and muscle and kind of you can even see a partially open section of uh residuum that there's not much left in it you can see the faint glow of a magical effect along the metal that's been wrapped and ensconced around this arm um like they were trying to create an infusion of magic into it this feels like just like a giant assembly room to possibly put together a cloud giant. Okay, so um, self-serving question here. Do I notice anything that uh, either is like a hand cart or a wheelbarrow or anything like that? Uh, yeah, there are a couple wheelbarrows and hand carts around that are filled with items already in them. Mm -hmm. um, there's at least one four-wheeled cart, like a push cart, mm -hmm. that's empty nearby. It's about three feet long, two feet wide, four-wheeled cart. I'm going to kind of uh, tap Puck on the shoulder, just kind of point to all the, uh, the good stuff on the table and just be like, okay. So <laughs> each each metal ingot is about five feet long and two feet in diameter. You guys watch as, well, Earthen's on the other side, but the rest of you near the entrance of the chamber, watch his spot, grabs the cart, starts whistling, and kind of rolls over to one of the tables holding the ingots. Uh, spot, give me a strength check as you try to pick it up. Oh, God. Uh, my worst thing, strength check. Ah, <laughs> uh, that is a five. Five, yeah. You like, you like go to budget, move it, roll it. It doesn't even wiggle. This thing is. Each one of these ingots are heavy. Almost, you don't even feel it even move when you try to move it. Can I try cutting it with my uh, with my quicksilver claws and the more manageable chunks? You would know that Mithril and Admantini are impervious to your claws. They would not go through it. Okay. I didn't know if maybe I'd get lucky there. All right. I'm going to kind of motion the uh, puck. Come on. Come on. Come on. Help me out of here. This is like just one. Just one. <laughs> puck tries to help. Hopefully, my panic will overcome the fact that I'm tiny and not very strong. <laughs> I mean, you give me a strength check, see if you can move one of them. <laughs> I have a minus one for fuck's sake. So do I. <laughs> it's a nat 20. Oh, no. No. <laughs> as that, the two of no you. Yeah, out. like as the two of you <laughs> heave into the long ingot and roll it off the stack and roll it into the cart, the weight of it just flattens the cart. The cart just. Like the wheels go popping off, the cart just kind of cracks and breaks underneath the weight. And all of you just hear this loud thunk onto the ground. And then you hear a voice. Hello? Is somebody back there? And with that, let's take our five-minute break. And when we come back, we will do the second half. <laughs> all right, kids.
All right, we are back. Can't believe we're finally oh, back. Was waiting for me. I was in the other room waiting for an audio cue. <laughs> so since Earthen's on the other side, Xanath, Puck, and Spot, including... Um, Karzan and the uh, and Elmsper with Winter well Winter and Karzan are keeping an eye on the other uh, in the other chamber um, so right now it's just Spot, Xanath, Puck and Elmsper kind of on this one side of the chamber you can hear a voice as soon as the cart gets destroyed by the weight of the ingots that large ingot rolls over and creates that racket. This thing comes out of the darkness. It seems to be an elvish or a gnomish body in the center of it, but it's got stilts that are on its legs that are metal. It's got these arm extenders with tools hanging off of it. Strange goggles, a leather mask with steam coming out of a tank off of its back. And it comes slowly around and out of the darkness. Oh, hello. Um, are you the help that they promised me? Is that, were you the ones talking to me earlier? Where's Brimfor? Where are the others? I'd love to throw a zone of truth at this guy, if I can. Um, Can you avoid me in that? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, definitely trying to just get him. <laughs> as, you, as you cast it, you immediately feel it kind of go, um, like, you cast it, and then it just dies. It, like, it doesn't even, like, execute. Is it like you get the feeling like he's emanating an anti magic field from his form? Hmm. Well, don't you stand? Oh, don't waste your time using carts for those ingots. They're far too heavy. Yeah, use this. And you watch as he shoves a metal rod with a glowy end on it into Spot's hand. Just have the drones do the work, that's what they're for. Now gather up the ingots, gather up the materials. Hey, if you wouldn't mind gathering both of those barrels and meet me on the other side. He kind of like turns and seems super excited to finally have help. And he just starts going back towards the other side of the chamber. All right. Um, can I try to familiarize myself with the, this rod he just gave me to see what I can, what I can do with it? I mean, he seems to think you know what to do. <laughs> he, just, he just jams it in your hand. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, sorry, sorry, Mike. Sorry. Bullsman's uh, heard me around here somewhat. I didn't really give me uh, too much of a. Oh, just get used to this. I'm going to just frantically try to figure out how he, this thing works. He stops and goes, just press the button on the bottom and then the drones will come and help you. Okay, click. Uh, yeah, you press it. it within minutes. Like a dozen of these metal square looking like animated drones come out of the darkness. And it's almost like they're reading Spot's mind. 
and they start collecting all the metal ingots. Like they pick it up with zero effort. They just come over and each one of the drones picks it up. But Spot's thinking about leaving with this stuff. So all the drones are now kind of going back out the hallway and back in the direction that you guys came from. <laughs> come to us, do that. Um, okay, a couple of you guys, do, do, like, maintain the illusion. Like, uh, make, make it look like some of you are, like, confused and that like, I'm inexperienced with this. Like, just make, put on a good show. Can I see this happening? No, you're on the other side of the chamber. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to do, Zenith? It seems like Spot is basically stealing from this guy. Yeah, I'll try and, uh, <laughs> try and distract this guy. I'll uh, I'll be like, uh, walk over and inspect the thing that he's looking at and be like, we're running behind schedule. Oh, I know. I've been telling them for days that we got to get... Do you know if the others have had any luck getting the... Uh, the they were trying to retrieve some kind of heart or something from a from an old uh, uh, it's called the creation stone or a primordial stone. Have they have they finished their work yet? I don't know. I feel like communication is terrible on this operation. What are you still waiting on? You're waiting for the heart? What were the other items? Oh, oh. Um, I need the last shipment of the residuum, um, and uh, once I have the brain matter um, delivered. I can finalize the construct of the golem, and then I can, you know, hand it over to what they want to do with it. I'm I'm just here to build things. That's all I care about. Uh, but I wish they would improve their communication. I haven't... Are Rimform, Rimford okay? I haven't heard from them in almost a week. I've been hearing from them, but there's a lot of uh, political tension up above right now. I think they're oh. pretty busy. Well, that's their problem, not mine. I'm a builder. Don't care what I build. That's what I get paid for. Anyways, uh, that residuum shipment. Is it here yet? That's way overdue. That was supposed to be here almost a month ago. I think I've heard it's on its way. Oh, well, good, good. Maybe um, maybe we could finally get this done. So a Spot and Puck are robbing this guy blind, and you're keeping him preoccupied over by the table. <laughs> Earth, and because Xanth has come over to the other side of the chamber, you can now hear her just taking a line out of your bard manual and distracting <laughs> this gnome, just like droning on, keeping him busy, while Puck and Spot seem to be coordinating this heist of all the mithril and adamantine ingots. Because, you know... Spot now has the rod of drone control to control the drones. But from your perspective, where you're at, Earthen, you could actually look down this huge shaft, straight down. Um, it's maybe about 100 feet around completely. And you could see the framework of an outline of a skeletal humanoid. It's maybe 100 feet tall. Um, and you could see little points of light, arcane light, with well over a hundred drones all over this creature. And like um, using arcane energy to kind of like weld areas of its form and frame. Its huge skeletal head sits on its shoulders with the kind of like cranium area wide open. And you can see the drones crawling into it. I mean, this thing's pretty massive. It's, a, it's on a massive scale. How's our time looking? Uh, you guys have been down here maybe a half hour. 
Hmm. 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 Um, I'm going to, since no one seems to be around the table where he was working, Anathens. I'm going to go. Are they back to the table now? Well, they're, yeah, she distracted him by walking yeah. back with him to where you initially encountered him. Gotcha. That way, okay. Spot and Puck can continue to kind of like manage the drones and steal as many ingots as they can. Okay, I was going to try and swoop down and pick up some paperwork off the or pick up some stuff off the table, but uh, if they're coming back, um, I'm going to cast uh, detect magic again. Okay, and see what if I can pick anything up uh, that's around. Like, I know the residuums there. Yeah, but what I else mean, is it, going on? Yeah, give me investigation with advantage as you pop detect magic. Wow, I rolled double 13s. Um, with my investigation, that's uh, 23. 23? Everywhere you go, when you get like close to different parts and things hanging and barrels and crates, there's a lot of enchantment magic here. A lot of infusion magics are here, too. You're getting the feeling that this gnome might be an artificer. But he's pretty advanced. He's working in such a way that's very unfamiliar to you. He's conducting himself in a very unfamiliar way. And as, as in his exosuit with Xanath alongside him, he seems to be droning on about his work. So like his, for the next five minutes, he's going on about this ultimate piece of work that, that he's been commissioned to work on. He doesn't sound like he's from here. Um, can I roll? Would it be worthwhile to try and uh, and try and incite whether I can tell from his talk if he's? I don't want to say alignment, but if he's doing this for purely like scientific pursuits, or if he's like wants to watch the world burn kind of guy. Um, you give me an insight on that because he seems to be kind of ignoring the fact that you guys are here, whether that's important to him or not. So, yeah, you can give me an insight check on that. All right, that's uh, okay, that's a uh, 29. Um, this, this guy feels like from an out of character perspective. This feels like an Einstein-type person. He's fixated on his work. He's fixated on getting this accomplishment done. Almost to the point to where he can't be bothered with the challenges that they face. He He's very, very obsessed with getting this done. Um, as they walk up, I'm going to drop down real quick and make myself known. And uh, so like, I'll kind of appear out of nowhere as I just use up all the lead for my pencil <laughs> and say. Um, oh, my. Hello. Um, come when it, <laughs> when it rains, it pours. It's, it's so good to have more help. It's not going to work, you say. Well. I don't think it's going to work the way they think it is, but I get paid for producing what they think they want. I'm not sure it's going to work 
the way they think it's going to work. I'm not sure you're getting paid for anything, my friend. Well, what do you mean? You you don't know. You didn't feel the vibrations. Vibrations? Why would I feel vibrations? Thane's reach is no more. Thane's reach. What's Thane's reach got to do with my chambers? Who resides in Thane's reach? I don't know. You tell me. Dear God. My friend, you've been down here far too long. Down where? I'm not down anywhere. Oh, we're on a different place. Hmm. You speak strangely. Then Brimfor and the others said you are not. What is the meaning of this? Brimfor and the others request you to report back to headquarters. Uh, for a reevaluation of uh, what this uh, device might be capable of doing. Ooh, uh, persuasion, please, with disadvantage. Okay. Can I can I give the help action by nodding like this? All checks out. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that will make it a regular persuasion. Very high DC. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to use a lucky on that one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Cross your fingers. I'm burning another lucky point. Ooh, that's the third one. Okay. I'll take that. All right. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Persuasion. Yeah. Hang on. Let me add it up. All right. Persuasion. That's plus 14. So that's a. Uh, 32 plus my proficiency bonus is a 35. Okay. I put the DC at a 28, so that'll, okay. that'll do well, it. The first roll I rolled was a two, really high the second roll was a four. Yeah. <laughs> I rolled, rolled a two a and a four. I'm like, you know what? If I have to burn all my lucky points now, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, he rolled a pretty high insight on you, and he Ooh. stops to think about it for a moment. I don't see what that's got to do with anything, but sure, fine. And he kind of like, he kind of like stilts over and picks up a, a like a large backpack and he starts cramming like books and folded up paper into it and hands it to you. Well, just take this to them. That'll give them all the information they need. I, I need you to come with me. They're, they're not going to. Oh, unfortunately, accept. I'm not capable of leaving. They should know that. Nah. How swiftly we forget. All this travel makes one forget what, uh, what place they landed. Kind of looks at you strangely and pulls his mask away again. What's your name? Puts his mask back on. Puff of steam. <sighs> as he kind of like breathes it in. One second. I'm digging up for a name. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you know how it feels. Yeah. <laughs> Take that name. <laughs> Not Burt Reynolds, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Burt Reynold. Right. The name is Burt um, Reynold. Um, hey, story uh, yeah. I just have an idea for a thing. Uh, 
Kurt, I think you have access here. She, could you send me just a list of uh, like what Winter has, just like her equipment, whatever has. Just I'm curious if, some, if something I figure might work. I don't know if it will. It kind of relies on her having a thing. I think if you go to the campaign, you should be able to pull it up. Yeah, I made it public. If you go to the campaign page, you can pull her up. That's how I was pulling it up. Ah. Um, so, <clears throat> Masterson, only recently promoted. Uh, formerly, you know, I was at headquarters. I, I don't know how you do all these things here, but uh, they just, the last guy wasn't getting the job done. They put me in his place. Oh. Uh, I know it's always hard to find good help, but uh, these switches and changes only cause delays and more problems. Uh, well, I mean, you surely are... you heard about the problem at the docks, right? Uh, yes, I assumed that was just me talking to myself. But if it's a they, real thing, sure. They couldn't. They couldn't get the boats landed. Couldn't get them unloaded. Oh, well, that sounds like a problem for <laughs> for them to resolve. It doesn't change the fact that uh, I need those components and parts and uh, and bits and bulbs to get this done. By the way, my name's Qualish. Pleasure to meet you. Likewise. I, I hold out my hand and then kind of look at Yeah, he watches his exoskeleton arm with the two and a half, three foot long appendage with the, Oh, I don't want to hurt you. It's better that we just hello. Just kind of waves we, the creepy. Can hand we at, at least, you. you know, some some cultures like to do this and I like bump knuckles. Yeah, I'm not one for tieflings, but good luck to you. Come, come on. It's, it's, you know, where I come from, we have to make some kind of contact for, for a full greeting. Where do you come from? <laughs> I come from, the, uh, from Marquette. No, don't know that place, but sounds interesting. Okay. Closes his hand and, like, fist bumps you. Uh, I need you to make a con save, please. Okay, and also, can I try and cast uh, Identify at the same time? The moment you try to cast, the magic disaffects. Like, it okay. just doesn't work. But give right. me a con save as you, as you yep. touch the metal appendage. Con save. that uh, an eight. <laughs> Take uh, 12 points of cold damage. There's like a severe sh cold shock. Oh, see, I told you. I didn't want to hurt you. <laughs> it's, 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 it's fine. It's, it's yeah, the, fine. The magic that I used to uh, run my suit so that I could be more effective is a little bit chaotic. It's not always easy for it to work. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, it's cold. So cold. How? But how? It's so cold. You complain so cold. a lot. Uh, okay. Mm. Well, anyway, okay. it's back to work. He turns around and goes back over the table. He's, like, working on the foot and winding some metal into the foot. Takes a little smattering of residuum and coats the metal in it and slams it into the large piece of the cloud giant's foot. And you watch as he touches it with, like, the end of the metal with a, with a, a long protrusion off his metal finger. And you watch as the cloud giant's big, desiccated, partially boned toe, like, wiggles. Uh, oh, good, that works. And then he kind of goes back to threading the metal and working with the residual. Okay. Um, go ahead, go ahead, Spot. You want to say something? Okay. 
Uh, I'd like to motion Puck and uh, and Winter over to me, like you know, just kind of make it look like I'm having trouble with this app, like that. Ladies, could, could you not, could you help me with this real fast? I think you have a little more experience here in this thing to work. What just, are we doing, Spot? Are we really? Are we stealing from this guy? We are, but also, um, I don't think it's a good idea to let him finish this you know, cloud goblin. Or sorry, cloud golden cloud goblin. So here's 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 what I'm thinking. The measure of your morality, Spot, is as long as there's a great deal of wealth to be had, then it's okay to stop them. I mean, well, you, you know I'm chaotic good, right? Like this. I this don't is know what that real. means. I just know you're a tabaxi. I'm, anyway. Okay. But anyway, this this is what I'm thinking. You, you see these oh, giant well, rooms of residuum? Um, what I'm thinking is, um, Winter, if you can get up to a place uh, where you can get a good shot at it, I can get a couple of these. Like, a shot at on, what? What am I shooting? I, I, I'm getting to it. <laughs> Why are you so violent? It's, I mean, I'm, I mean, I realize you're surrounded by a lot of potential wealthy bits and bobs, but... Okay, do we all agree that letting this, like, letting a cloud golem, I'm sorry, cloud giant golem exist is probably not a good thing for any uh, planet existence? You watch Buck empty the last of the accelerant. Yes! I like one of the parts. <laughs> she tosses it aside. Oh, she's in there. <laughs> okay, because here's what I'm thinking. There's, like, literally tons of residuum here, which, you know, kind of makes magic do more magic stuff what if if you could get into a place where you can get an arcane arrow into this thing i have control over these little drone automaton things there's i can literally drop like a ton of this into what's being built of its brain right now do you think you can get an arrow into one of these barrels because that sounds like the kind of thing that would really wreck their plans i suppose puck I mean, I was going to go with more of a classic arson, but that sounds good, too. I think we could do both. It is a, a golem, so I don't know how resistant it is already to things, and I kind of figure a ton of residuum and magic in its unfinished brain is probably not going to do great things to it. I mean, it'll be awesome I mean, on our side, but... I vote for us all to just get the fuck out, burn this place with this fucking weirdo inside of it, and just not look back. I think Elmsburg some things are just better disappeared. Yeah, Elmspur's like, yeah, Elm like in the background. Um, I believe we have about 20 minutes left. Before the Run gate away. closes. Let's... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to vote for my plan because I like the simplicity of it and I fucking hate this place. Nothing good can come from here. Let's kill this guy and move on. This fucking sucks. I hate, I hate it so much. You know anything? What goes boom? Because we can split them. I can split the difference and just kind of. Drop she's it been in there. dropping uh, boom <laughs> stuff all time. Yeah, she's been dropping accelerant all over the place down here. Yeah, but I accelerant doesn't go boom on its own. See this place destroyed. Um, it, it, it needs, yeah, it needs like a, a some kind of fire effect to light it somebody, off. Somebody has a ring of fireball. <laughs> this is true. I think right. we just need to make sure we get far enough away from it that we don't experience the boom at this point. If Earthen can maybe do an illusion that makes it seem like we're still there, we can probably drop like an fire arrow or a fireball from like the entrance and maybe use either misty steps or we'll, we'll figure it out. Let's 
let's move towards destroying this place, please. This is giving me very, 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 very bad vibes. Like the worst vibes. Okay. I'm keeping the stick. The stick is awesome. The stick is awesome. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm over that. So, all right. I just kind of break up the huddle. It's like, all right. So <laughs> we're burning the motherfucker down. Okay. Ellsberg and Winter kind of exchange glasses. And Ellsberg goes, well, I could enhance any flame magic that's used. Um, I can't help but notice that when I tried to detect thoughts on the creature when he was over here, I was unable to get my magic to work on him. It's quite possible he's immune to magic somehow, although I'm not entirely sure how he's pulling that off. Um, shall we wait for the others, for Earth and Zenith to get back before we ignite this? Uh, I have telepathy now. Halloween. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to send them a telepathic message that says, let's get the fuck out or we're literally toast. And I am deadly fucking serious. <laughs> can we send messages back through your link or is it just you reaching to us? I think she can speak oh. one way and the other way, I believe. Oh, wow. Uh, so... I haven't had thoughts, but the features and traits of telepathy are a little weird. It says creature, which I don't know what that means. But it just says... Uh, Flavor-wise, I think it's intended for you to like speak to your companions, like your animal companions. Because I think the way they, they manage that. Telepathy? Uh, well, because well, you're a ranger, right? I am. It says you can... You can speak telepathically to any creature you see within 60 feet. Your telepathic utterance are in any language you know, and the creature understands you only if it knows that language. You can communicate. doesn't give the creature the ability to respond to you telepathically. Gotcha. So I'll say you can send that message to them, but they're not able to reply to you. Okay, so I'll go within 60 feet of them, and I'll lay out the very, very simple, very straightforward plan. I was going to say, Question. you're mute, uh, Go ahead. Are, are we within 500 feet of the teleportation room? Um, not really. It's a little bit further away. Okay. Um, all right. All right. Am I able to tell how much a little bit further, roughly? Um, it's probably about 1,000 feet away. Okay. Because you're deep in the assembly room. You went through the hallway. You went through the laboratory. You went yeah. down the stairs out of the room that you started in. So it's it's pretty far away. Okay. So stairs were 120 feet. And then, okay. So, yep. Yep. Okay. Go ahead, Sam. Sorry. Um, I'll just uh, pick up that bag of papers, if Earthen hasn't already, and walk back real casual towards Huck and the others and... Um, and just say, we are not under Thane's reach. I think we're on another plane. I also think this guy, I don't think he's evil. I just think he's focused. I'm not saying we shouldn't torch this place, but I feel bad about it. I don't. 
<laughs> so as she goes to walk back, uh, I'm going to try one last uh, last ditch effort uh, towards this fella. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to try and uh, sixth level dispel magic on him. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, the moment that you try the you try to bring the magic into existence and target him, it just fades. It just drops. I'm gonna sneeze really loud. <laughs> uh, sorry. It's, what's this stuff in the air? It, uh, I think it's air. No. Mm. Well, how would you know? That's I, true. I don't really mask. read. Because um, mm. we'll, we'll stop. Go do what you got to do. I got to keep my work going. Carry turns on. Turns around, on, goes back on. to doing his work, working on the foot. Oh, Not for much God. longer. <laughs> <laughs> so with right, that, um, you guys kind of like retreat back to the assembly area where you can see Elmsford, um Puck, and Spot. Uh, with Winter, Carson's down the hallway watching these drones cart like these ingots up back the stairwell up towards the, the gated transportation circle um and Carson kind of like looks down the hallway sees you guys kind of forming up and you're like I think we only got about 10 minutes what are we doing winter come here what are we doing come here uh we're gonna go to the hallway so we can to, to get to a point where we can see the guy okay like assuming he's gone back to his work we're gonna get to the point where we see the guy um, you, you ready to make a, an insane shot? It's going to be a great shot. It's going to be it's going to be the best shot you've ever made in your life. Okay. Okay. What am I doing? <coughs> Banishing him? Nope. See the thing on his back? Oh, yeah. It's like something. Is he using that to breathe? I think so. I just want to poke okay. a hole in it. Just want to poke a hole in it. Okay. All right. I, I believe in you. Wait, she, wait. Lets go, she lets go of the arrow. <laughs> run, run, run. Okay, go. <laughs> and you just watch it hit the tank. And it hits it. And you can see... Like this air or steam just starts pulsing out of it. And she turns and she just starts running back in the back down the hallway. Yep. Elster's like, oh, we're running. And... He starts toddling along. He's not very fast. And then you watch as he casts something. And now he's levitating forward, following the others. Karzan sees Winter and, and Elmsford, and then he starts chasing after them as everybody else is running. So, four of you are in that assembly room watching the last drone take out the last ingot back up towards the top. Okay. Can Puck throw a Molotov cocktail? Just, or a little bit of flint. I just, this needs to go. Hey, do you need a tinderbox? Somebody has this a great. This has been like fireball. She has a ring of fireball. What do you got to do? Hard Molotov's got the easy one. <laughs> <laughs> Molotov, <laughs> guys. She's got a freaking, she's got a freaking 
Level, level what? You know what? Seven, it's not eight? one or the other. We can do both, okay? We can really... Why waste the material? She can just ba-boom, you know? You know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm throwing the cocktail. It's over. <laughs> you watch as Puck pulls out a little thing of alchemist fire that she keeps handy. She breaks off the wax seal and shakes the bottle and it starts boiling with uh, the kind of flame and orange in it. And she tosses it. Um, Puck. Give me a D20 and add your dex modifier. Uh, do I just roll for dexterity or? Just roll a D20 and add your dex modifier. So yeah, you can roll dex. You can click dex and it'll roll it for you. What'd you get? Much early. 14. 14? I mean, I put the DC at a 13, so it's not too oh, bad. Oh yeah. You got to, you rear back and you throw it. And as you throw it, it like pings off of something and bounces towards some of the barrels of residuum and uh, some other kind of like wooden debris and other things. And you guys watch as it just it explodes in the flame. And immediately the explosion is like Greek fire. It starts arcing over into the accelerant. She kind of spread around the area. And now it's really beginning to vaporize the oxygen and growing very quickly and rapidly. Uh, catches a lot of the or organic material on fire. And now the different parts of the cloud giant are beginning to, to kind of like go on fire. And then it seems to like trace back in the direction where the gnome was working. And you just hear this, like, within moments, you hear this. <laughs> and, like, landing around you, like, an arm, a foot, like, his, like, his, desic, like, his destroyed head <laughs> tumbles across in front of you. Um, and it's just, this place is now getting to the point where I need all four of you to make con saves, please. All right. Question Me. is, are you running? Uh, oh, I'm going a, to yeah. Dimension Door. Ooh. I'm going I can I can take one of you with me, but I'm dimension dooring because I think I'm the closest to everything. Alright, um how close am I to the portal? How close am I to the portal right now? I'm curious. You're pretty far. Oh, okay. I mean all of you were in the double hallway helping Puck set the place on fire. Right. So you're a good ways away. With your dimension door, Earthen. Yep. From that side of the hallway, that'll take you to the base of the stairs. Okay. okay. Um, but so, first things so. first, what'd you guys get for your con saves? I got a 12. Uh, I was curious if I could possibly hey. use my Misty Step just to get 30 feet closer, if that would do anything to this. I was near enough to the end of Um, it's... Uh, I'll say the Misty Step will let you move faster. But it doesn't take care of the problem that all the oxygen in here just got vaporized. Oh, yep. So the heat explosion that backflashes towards you is pretty intense. Okay. So that 12 is going to be a fail. Earthen, what'd you get? A 15. That's going to fail as well. Xanath, what'd you get? 16? Uh, that's going to fail as well. Puck, what'd you get? A 5. Yeah, so <laughs> as, as you watch this... This, this this bright wave of flame, the explosion of the gnome parts going past you, there's this huge backdraft. <laughs> so it like explodes as the four of you 
turn to run. Each of you are going to take 31 points of fire damage. As you feel your lungs burn, your skin and fur begin to sizzle, uh, Earthen. So who are you grabbing the dimension doorway? Uh, I'll grab Puck. Okay. You're like, you like... You... Can Punch come with me, or is it just Puck? If you're riding on Punch, I'll grab Punch, if that works. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It's a little bit... It's more than one willing person, but I'll treat Punch and Puck as a person. So, Puck, <laughs> like... They had to be riding on each other to do right, it. Right, <laughs> you know, because part of his new armor is it's got a cool leather saddle that sits with his armor, and he's got saddlebags and everything. I mean, he's pretty much a mount for you now, Puck. So you leap onto his back. This is all of your... Oh, by the way, I need a con save for Punch. I forgot about that. I didn't. I just didn't want to say what it was. <laughs> oh, no. What'd you get? That was a three. Yeah, so punch, uh, uh, punch, or, yeah, punch will also take uh, 31 points of fire damage. By the way, he's gotten bigger. Um, his hit point pool should be double what it was originally now. Oh, thank God. Because he's been growing with you over time. I just keep forgetting to give you that update. Oh, thanks. So, okay, that's not too bad then. So you feel a hand on your collar as you begin to run with Punch, and Earthen opens up like a pink doorway right in front of you. Courses you and Punch through the doorway. As you two go through it, you're at the base of the stairs. And at the base of the stairs, you can see the last of the drones going upward with Elsfer, Karzan, and the others following the drones up the stairwell. All of you begin to feel that heat. Xanath and Spot, you're now racing back towards the stairwell at this point. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you guys are sprinting. At one point, Spot blinks past you. Xanath, as you're kind of like bringing up the rear. Um, so Earthen and Puck, you make it up the stairwell to the top. The, the teleportation circle is still active. The gateway is still there. You watch as Elmsfer goes through. Karzan and Winter are waiting patiently by the side. Um, you're up there, Puck's up there. You can hear Spot coming up the stairwell. You can hear the heavy metal boots of Xanath coming up the stairwell as well. I need everyone to give me deck saves, please. Um, and also, can I cast Jump on uh, Punch? Sure. You cast Punch. Cast Jump on Punch. So, Punch can have a dex save advantage because of jump. See, I got 28 for Puck. Okay. Advantage. I think the crime friends are from right. <laughs> um, and it's gonna be 19 for uh, Punch. So you and Punch bolt right through the gateway. Uh, Earthen, what'd you get? Ten. Ten. Zanith, what'd you get? Five. And Spot, what'd you get? Twenty-eight. I, I got a question so, before you do anything here. Um, yeah. Because presumably I still have the, the staff that controls the automatons. Um, can I use them to like just shove uh, Zanith and, uh, and Earthen through the gateway? <laughs> Drones have already gone through. They were ahead of everybody. So they've already gone through with the Ingots. Okay. I didn't know if we had, I had any more kind of... So as you sprint up the stairwell... And you get to the gate with Winter right there and Earthen right there. Xanath, you're the last one coming up out of the stairwell. 
the entire chamber just shakes. Like, unlike anything you've ever felt before. It just shakes and cracks as the full brevity of all the chemistry, accelerant, the residual, the exposed fluid of the vat chambers that were being used to contain those remains of the cloud giant hand, unfortunately were incredibly flammable. <laughs> and they erupt. And everything down below is a massive shaking explosion as immediately the cavern, that, the chamber that you're in is coming apart with rocks just falling from the top, just these huge stones <laughs> crushing down on you. Just as Spot blinks through the doorway, leaving Xanath and Winter there. Winter looks to see and she jumps through the doorway. Earth and, and Xanath, the two of you, feel these heavy stones land on you. They are beyond painful as they strike you. Can I uh, react with Bigby's hand? Interposing hand? To try okay, and, that'll like, have the damage. Like, I'll treat that as a... Yeah, yeah. I'll say that'll treat it as a, as, a, as a success. Therefore, as you're grabbing Zav's hand and the two of you are running towards the gateway, as a reaction, you put a Bigby's imposing hand. It covers you as much as it can. Um, both of you will take half of 120 points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> Holy shit. Rocks fall. Everybody dies. I am good. I am very, very much asleep. <laughs> okay. okay. Gonna, so, yeah. at that moment, Zanith, you watch as the stones break through, partially through the hand. A good piece of the rock slams into the back of Earthen's head. You watch as his eyes roll up into his head and he just passes out unconscious right alongside you. Just in time to watch the hand. Is the hand concentration or duration? Uh, let me check that actually. Because I think, think it's, concentration. it's concentration. Yeah, yeah. It's concentration. So the minute you go unconscious, the hand fades away. The next stone slams into you, Zanath, doing the 60 points of bludgeoning damage to you. Are you still on your feet? Yes. Okay. So you're now dragging Earth, and as you're watching, metric tons of rock about to fall on top of you. How do you want to get through that door? Uh, I'd love to. Away? Yeah, I'd love to cure wounds, Earthen, and just try and sprint through that door if we can. Give me acrobatics or athletics as you do that. Okay. They're both plus one. <laughs> Better well, than minus. I can do, I can do um, guidance. That's uh, a 13. <laughs> so, as you grab Earthen and you pump some cure wounds into him and you start dragging his form, Earthen, you immediately come conscious again. <sighs> You're aware of your surroundings, and as you pick yourself up and you start stumbling towards the gateway, you watch as another large chunk of stone <laughs> lands right on Xanath, doing another 35 points of bludgeoning damage. How no, far are we? And, Wait, and, how much and, how much healing did I get from that, by the way? I, uh, so it was, it was 14 plus 5 is 19. Okay. okay. So you have 19 hit points. Yep. You watch as that chunk of rock knocks her out cold, just blood spilling from the side of her head. The how far are, are we from the? How far are we from the gate? Five feet away from the gate now. Five feet. Okay. 
One second. What's going on on the other side? Um, are we just Can, not You guys are just standing there waiting for them to come through. They're, 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 there's like no evidence of this going on at all. You're just wondering okay. where they are. So I'm going to Bigby's hand again. I'm going to Bigby's hand again and okay. push us through the door. Like just it's coming behind me and shoving both of us through the door. Yeah. As you guys do that, um, you probably tumble through into with. the other side. As you tumble through to the other side, those of you on the other side of the door watch as an unconscious Xanath, bloodied, bruised. You can see there's heavy wounds on her face, her head, her arms, and then a very, very rough-looking earthen come tumbling out. You then watch as the gate immediately collapses, and the teleportation circle goes dark. No more connection. <laughs> oh, shit. Holy shit. I am so oh, sorry. I think we were so much closer to the exit. Time. Jesus. Oh, no. So much. <laughs> what the hell? Puck. God. I thought we were by the oh. exit. Why would you we throw it when we were not? Oh, that hurts so much. Uh, I'll heal you. Goes, well, you told me to take the shot. Yes, but the shot wasn't the fire and everything. Shit. Ow. Um, is Xanath okay? Is she, I'm, I'm a healing word, Xanath. <laughs> <laughs> Lie there, blood pooling underneath her head. <laughs> Caleb comes over. Uh, what is. What happened? What is. What is. Oh my. Is it. Uh, uh, Little automatons and lots of places suddenly very crowded, and, and the doorway's not working anymore. I still had a few more minutes on it. What? What has happened? It's a, a what? What? Do a healing ward or something for I fuck's did, I did. sake! She, I gave her six, she got six HP. Okay, okay awesome. that, you have six HP yeah. back at this point. <laughs> what the hell, oh, guys? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Comes up, Carson comes over and like helps Anath off the ground and. Elmsfair uh, is kind of looking around and just like, there's that awkward pause. Like, have you ever been to some place that was poorly planned? Like, it was just, and, and you had the event, and at the end of the event, you just kind of stand there with other people. Like, you're waiting for someone to like begin the criticism conversation. <laughs> and that awkward pause. I threw it. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna reach I'm gonna into the bag. Try to, to preempt this as much as possible. Just gonna come up to Elspeth and just kind of be like, "That was a fucking rad heist, though, right?" I'm gonna right? reach into the bag and pull out right? the, the bag of 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 notes. <laughs> okay, like I, I'm leaning against the wall. Like, <laughs> we got it. Caleb comes over and takes it out of your hand and starts. This is all very interesting. It'll take some time for me to figure out what all this is, but it's perhaps... gnomish. It's gnomish. Oh, I, I, I speak gnomish. That's quite fine. Um, um, perhaps a rest. Um, <coughs> can I use? Because um, I believe I still have. Because I just bought um, a healing kit and greater restoration. Can I use the two greater restorations on them? Uh, that only cures a condition. It doesn't get their hit points back. Yeah. Uh, does the healing kit do anything at all? Healing kit will will give them. Healing kits are usually designed to do a few points of um, uh, hit points back, as well as kind of like stabilize them in case they're unconscious. 
Yeah, um, like, uh, there, there's not much point because they're they're not. You watch is like punch, realizing your stress goes over to Xanth and starts kind of like licking her hand and her arm and her leg, just like doing what okay. cats do when someone's injured. I'm gonna I'm gonna use mending on her armor, assuming that it's very dented. But yeah, there's like a nice dent on the helm. You just, in the helm? Uh, <laughs> a lot of rocks. Hey, helm protected you. Well, you there. well of course the helm protected us. She was wearing it. So it came in as, anyways, such weird conversations. Um, uh, Kazan kind of goes, um, so what just happened? What was that guy working on that was so important that we destroy it? Um, nothing good, but um, I, I think you, got, you guys are entitled to a percentage of this very, like, I'm going to say tons of rare materials I've run in, so you know, maybe this is a, a don't have questions kind of time. Just, just, just saying. Just saying. And there's like two dozen drones lined up against the wall, and each drone was able to carry two ingots, so there are 20... Uh, there are 48 ingots, so 24 mithril and 24 adamantine ingots neatly stacked in this now crowded room. Okay, do we get any of the residuum or did we leave it all there? Got all left That's behind. Up, yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. I just didn't know if we grabbed any of that on the way back. So we have just an insane amount of mithril and, and uh, adamantium. So adamantine. Hey, you could make yourself a new helm or she get could. it made for you. I'm good with this one, thanks. I mean, it did. Do you see this stuff? It's a lot harder than what you're wearing. It's pretty sweet. I won't won't argue that. You you maybe you could like uh, put some uh, enhancement strips on on what you got. Spell out try, helm. I tried to search if my helmet would it, would enjoy having some mithril enhancement strips. <laughs> I mean, it depends I mean, on who you, who you want to do the fabrication and, and who you go to find to, to do the work, but it's possible. The actual armor could be adamantine, though, theoretically, if they could figure out how to smelt this stuff. Usually requires a magical fire to do it. Or a magically infused fire with, with residuum in, in, in the process could probably do it, but turning these, turning these ingots into anything pliable, usable... Would not only take a great deal of magic as well as a level of forge mastery that you're not even sure is here, um, it would be weeks, if not months, to do the fabrications. It's pretty complex stuff. However, Caleb like looks over at the ingots. Um, is is this what they think it is? This is mm-hmm. Well, the, the mithril ones, I think you could get maybe 20,000 gold a piece. Um, the adventanium ones, there's probably not enough wealth on this island to purchase those. We would have to find a merchant or someone to do the exchange out of Vasselheim or Nicodonis, but perhaps there's no one with enough wealth for those here, unfortunately. Um, wow, this is... Now, the question is, how much do you tell Caleb? Because he's currently looking at the ingots and looking at the notes that he's taken out of the bag to try to get a... He's like, he's kind of like pulled over an empty crate and then a smaller crate. He's like sitting there, kind of like coursing through the information. 
Do you know someone who can forge it? Forge what? Anything out of this. Oh, out of... Oh, well. Um, I would imagine that um, I could... Uh, uh, there's a... Um, there are some people I could reach out to. Um, Does your cat do that too? Does my cat do what? Your cat does everything. Does your cat forge adamantium too? Oh no! It's still, my cat is very much limited to my magic. I don't know why you. I'm going to assume that rocks hitting you in the head have made you very cantankerous. Therefore, you are being difficult. Oh, but that, that's it fine. The rocks, but you know. But, anyways, who was the gentleman that was in possession of all these things? Did you happen to bring his head with you? I thought I saw it roll past you, Puck. I was yeah, on, okay. just out of out of the stream. I was genuinely trying to find um, a Splinter Cell meme from like way back where it was, and I'm taking his goggles to post in the chat just to see if I can do that. <laughs> I believe he told you his name. Yeah, he did. But I, I mean, I just saw his head bounce past as the explosions were going on everywhere. No, I was too excited to kick it out of the way. <laughs> But I am sorry. I genuinely thought we were by the exit. That was the plan. The plan was for us to be at the top and throw it from the top down. You have like this spatial awareness of where we are. It was traumatized, Earthen. This is very, very uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Well, they have given you every rocks. reason to doubt Do me. You know how big those rocks were. Do you know I how am big very those rocks sorry were? about that. I promise I will try to make that up for you. I have no excuse. That was horrifying. I am so sorry. Everybody is okay. No one's dead. You're quite messy. But, um, but uh, what barely. was the name of the person that you encountered? What was their name? Uh, his name was Qualish. He, he oh, was that is impossible. No. That's what he called himself. He said his name was Qualish. He was Qualish? a little... He was very much probably barely still actually alive. Because every time he took that mask off, it was rotten. The smell and the look was disgusting. Was the, the name Qualish is well known to me. Um, he is a master artificer. He was. His, well, I don't know about that. Um, I saw see, his... I saw his head and his arm, at least. Well, I understand that's what you saw. Uh, what I'm here to tell you is that um, a friend of mine, um, I've met him only one or twice, once or twice during my travels, but yeah, he is linked to um, Gilmore's uh, glorious uh, goods uh, in Amman. I studied under the tutelage of, um, uh, what is his name? Uh, he was a furball who um, ran a shop as well. Um, not Caduceus, that was a different footbook. Um, oh God, what was his name? Well, anyways, I can't really remember his name, but uh, he studied under Qualish. Qualish lives in an asteroid in the astral sea. Um, he doesn't really ever exist on a plane of existence. The, the challenge is, is that Qualish... Well, he mastered uh, Simulacrum. Uh, from what I understand, he had managed to make up to 30 versions of himself um, strung throughout the many different places of the Astral Sea. Um, 
uh, fixated <laughs> on very specific um, engineering practices and things. Some of them have gone a little mad. Some of them are okay. Um, but I, I, I doubt that was the original one that you killed. It was probably one of his copies. Well, then 20 more to go, I guess. Did we just uh, make an enemy out of a really powerful artificer that lives on? Oh, it depends. If he still had his telepathic link with his simulacrum, he might, you know, have been aware of what's happened. But sometimes he lets them drift. Sometimes he doesn't bother okay. to keep tabs but with so, them. So, they, they, so they, were trying, they were trying to make a golem out of a cloud giant or the really? body parts of a cloud giant. And all this, and I'll point to the point the to that of of the adamantium. Be improbable to say the least. The amount of residuum that was in that thing that caused it to blow the hell up like it did. Just FYI. Oh, residuum doesn't ignite. It doesn't seem no. awesome. The residuum's not what ignited. Everything else ignited, but the residuum oh. helped it. Uh, <laughs> no, residuum is not flammable. It is a magical dust used on. I'm sure it was something else that would have. Okay. Explained. Whatever it was was highly flammable. Mm. Interesting. He said, that, he said that he needed uh, the creation heart, or that they were looking for the creation heart to put together this golem. But wasn't that what the copper keepers and the copper takers were trying to find at Things Reach? Definitely. Down in the, the chamber. Down in the hot chamber before the fire titan came into existence. We, we saw it there. I saw it there. It was there. Is that what you gave Erebus? No. Well, what did no. you give Erebus? We I gave Erebus the piece. Piece of what? The piece of the of the, the big stone that the guy was holding up. There was the giant heart in the in the in Titan in Thane's Reach. It wasn't the same thing. Are you certain? Oh, things could be in two places at once. One of them was in the middle of that misty place we went with all the, the thing that flew up and tried to knock Puck, rock Puck out of the sky. And we like went down and landed in the stuff and we were in the Feywild and then in the middle of it. Remember, because all the geysers poof, poof, and we had to go through the mist and every time the geyser went off, we had to move. That place that you mentioned, the, the, the huge titan or creature that was holding the the cross, the, the kind of divergence of the... Yeah, he called himself, uh, uh, what was it, started with a P? Uh, 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 oh, what's the word? Come on, guys, help me out here. He didn't call himself a god. He called himself... Uh, uh, oh, a primordial? Yeah, there you go. Primordial. That, that That's what he called himself. So, you just came from a place where a very large cloud giant remain was being converted into a golem construct. And this, 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 this artificer required a primordial stone or primordial heart as part. Oh, does it Seem like they were attempting to recreate what you saw. Um, I can. Can I roll insight on that? Because I didn't. Sure. Well, I hadn't thought about it. So yeah, 
Hey, uh, sir, could you repeat that? I, I, you cut out a little bit, but I couldn't quite hear what you said there. I heard like, something you saw. Sum up what you saw at Qualish's chamber and also repeats the experience that you had with the primordial. And he surmises that maybe they were trying to build a substitute for what you saw. It was a 31. 31? It yeah. definitely sounds like that's exactly what they were doing. And, and shit. It, yeah, it goes back to here. the original idea that they probably didn't know about the fire titan. They were probably just looking for the primordial heart. The stone that you had retrieved from the Obsidian Gate that was given to Erebos had, re had revealed the primordial heart, but the titan had already walked away and destroyed everything. So it's quite possible the primordial heart was related to what Erebus has. And that might make sense because from Zan's perspective, her because you did legend lore, right? Isn't that what you did, Zanith, before? You did the I legend did. lore? Or you did with the legend my sword, lore. with the sword, yeah. Yeah, with the sword. Um it sounds like these things are somehow linked. Erebos may be a primordial as well. You get the feeling that these gnomes were fixated. The, um, uh, the, the gnomes in charge of the guilds were fixated on finding that primordial heart and therefore use it to kind of bring this cloud giant into existence for the purposes of maybe the best you, you can figure to manipulate the Shattered Isle Veil. And maybe they're trying to figure out a way to access the different access points that the Shattered Isle Veil has been causing these other creatures to slip through. I'm going to, like, sidle up to uh, Elmsford. Elmsford. Okay. How would we get to Erebos? I don't know. I think Erebos is a place, but honestly, I'm not really sure how you get there. Um, if it's linked to the Astral Sea, um, maybe traverse or find someone that's good at planial travel and figure out where it is. If it is a place, it's got to exist, right? It, it has to. I just, I'm not entirely sure where it does exist. I recently have the ability to travel planes. Me too. Ooh, okay. But I, I need, I need something from the plane, though. Oh, I wonder if I also need something from the plane. I know divinity versus arcane may have different interpretations, but I think they may still be the same. Yeah. So, if we had an item from Erebos, we could find him then. Hopefully. So what do you think? And you notice his Elmsburg kind of narrows his eyes looking at Xanath and then 
That sword. Where'd that sword come from? Is he talking about the legend lore sword? Yeah. Oh, that sword? Yeah. We we picked it up. Uh, Where? Where up? Shit. Where did we pick that up? Didn't you steal that spot? Probably. I, yeah, no, you stole it. You stole it. The, it was from the Thunder Shroud, the captain's, the captain's stuff. Are oh, you talking about my uh, my Kraken's Reach? Yeah, well, that was yeah, that, that, stolen. Yeah. So uh, was the Legend Lore Sword, the Sword of Knowing. They were both from the same hall. Yep. Uh, I got them both from there. The ship that you blew up full of mind worms. <laughs> I didn't blow that up. So many of our plans. That was a collective you, and I'm looking at you three specifically. That was a collective you, as in you three specifically. Oh, 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 oh. I, I mean, that's when, like, Caleb listening in the conversation comes over. Well, is it possible that the Thunder Shroud used the sword to understand? the origins of what they was doing and then use that as a way to seek out what they thought was a primordial stone or primordial heart. And they inadvertently stumbled across the ability to understand who this Erebus is. Maybe, maybe this sword is linked somehow to where Erebos is from. Maybe this is what we need to do the travel. Well, I mean, I cannot go, but perhaps if you guys decide to go... I mean, you can. I can take eight with me. Well, no, I can't go. I, I'm leaving um, tonight with Ford and Jester. We are um, heading back towards Nicodranus. We intend to confront the Wonderman, and we intend to assemble... We tend to call in some debts and assemble a fleet out of Zohash and to see if we can't pierce the veil into the Shattered Isles. If you and your friends wish to seek out this Erebos, I leave that up to you. But we know from the creatures coming and going, the people, there is something going on in the veil that surrounds that place. And I think it's getting more dangerous. I'm gonna look at the look at the the group. So uh, we're gonna do this. Uh, but we do need to stop by the boats first to rest. You watch as Caleb flicks a coin at you, Puck. <laughs> how, how did you get that? Oh my God! Did you steal this for me? Uh, wow, no. I just assumed you forgot it. Um, oh, and thank I just you. wanted to make sure that it got back to you. It has a most interesting personality. She just kind of hides behind Xanath again. <laughs> Putting the coin in your front pocket. So we're talking about okay. going straight to Erebos? Um, so the way this... The way this works is kind of like a dream, okay? Uh, and it, it only lasts for six hours, but I can take eight of us, and we'll if we have an item from another plane, we'll we will take a 
we will take we will in our dream go there but we can't get hurt if we get hurt it it, it breaks this thing right okay and um what does that have mean to have, back? like if it'll we get snap hurt. us back yeah it'll, it'll it'll we'll lose the lose the effect yeah but we'll be mentally and physically transported to the world in the vision unless one of us takes damage and then we get snapped back to reality well there's goes gravity <laughs> i had to take the opportunity while i had it you know <laughs> it only comes once in a lifetime oh god you son of a <laughs> <laughs> you just made Eric like go full cringe. <laughs> Look, man, when you're there, don't lose yourself in the music, the moment. You're gonna never let it go. You only get one shot. <laughs> All right, great. You earned your D six inspiration. You got that. Yes, that was, that was pretty good. That's pretty good. Watching Eric just go, oh god, it was definitely worth it. <sighs> Just don't drink, don't eat spaghetti. Okay? You are a <laughs> no, goddamn monster. No spaghetti <laughs> for spot, okay? No spaghetti for spot. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an orange cat. I want lasagna. Come on. <laughs> you know how hard that is to rhyme lasagna? Not my problem. <laughs> that sounds like some lazy barking. Oh, I didn't say it's impossible. Just said it's hard. So. With that, afternoon passes into early evening. You guys make your way back to the Coral Finger to discuss your next steps, your next plans. Caleb says goodbye, and you traverse the elevator platform back up to the Coral Finger to see the ball eater kind of like leaving the Harbor's Ward and out into the ocean. As it seems like, a journey to Erebos may be available. It also seems like that perhaps the journey to the Vale and the Shattered Isles may get a little bit more interesting as other powers and other organizations are beginning to focus on what's been going on out here. With the Copper Keepers and the Copper Takers, finally their last bit of what they were doing is finally taken out of the equation. Um, there doesn't feel like a sense of threat from them anymore. Deep down inside, you know what you just accomplished today probably had more to do with the unwinding of whatever strange or final plan. Whether or not another version of Qualish may make an appearance, you're not entirely sure. But you do get the feeling that you stopped something that was, at the very least, was unnatural enough to be supportive towards Puck's concerns. I almost killed us. <laughs> <laughs> almost is still not saying. killing you. <laughs> I'm not quite no, dead. No, yeah, I, I am sorry. This I'm <laughs> supposed to be different. I do apologize. <laughs> All right, so that'll wrap us up for tonight. You guys go ahead and linger so we can talk about the schedule. Everybody else, thank you for coming out. Uh, don't forget to uh, be safe, be kind, and more importantly, play a game. Good night, everybody. One of these days, 
One of these, I have so many buttons to press. There's just so many buttons to press.